business business play this Jedi mind trick on you, where the whole thing's set up to be rapacious and take advantage of your weakness. If you get success and you have leverage, they'll get out of your way because you're making them a lot of money. But the minute you're not making them as much money, then they step in and they start playing these Jedi mind tricks on you. We know what to do. You know, the public's going to forget about you. I mean, I've heard all these things. Like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, you're in the room, but, you know, we're the arbiter of whether you can stay in the room. They do these 360 deals where it's like, right. if you get a perfume deal, if you, yeah. like, your whole world, we, own we own a piece of your whole world. And fame is such a great quotient in American life now that you can see where kids would trade fame and give and be willing to give away like the, the, the profit part. Look no further than the deals that the record labels cut with the streaming services. They got into ownership equity deals with the streaming services and in, a, in, a, in, a, in an arrangement for them to have an equity position, they agreed to very low rates for the artist's music. But as Spotify and the other streaming services raise up in their equity position, the labels benefit. So the labels pimped out their own artists to take a greater equity position in a rising business. One thing that did happen during the 60s was some music of an unusual or experimental nature did get recorded and did get released. Now look at who the executives were in those companies at those times. <laughs> Not hip young guys. These were cigar chomping old guys who looked at the product that came and said, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Record it, stick it out of it, so all right. We were better off with those guys than we are now with the supposedly hip young executives who think, well, we can't take a chance on this. Because it's just simply, that's not what the kids really want, and I and I know. You know, and they got that attitude. And the day you get rid of that attitude and get back to, who knows? Take a chance, you know? That, that entrepreneurial spirit where even if you don't like or understand what the record is that's coming in the door, the person who is in the executive chair may not be the final arbiter of taste of the entire population. I don't know if most people have seen long-form contracts. They're insane. And there's all these little these little things thrown in. It's kind of like legislating, you know, legislature for a government. They put up this big issue, but underneath that issue, there's like 17 other little laws that they threw in that they're not talking about. So when you say yes to this one thing, you're actually saying yes to like 45 other things. There's, there's a worse one. They used to have damage fees with digital downloads digital downloads like at first they were doing that like they just trying to get away with murder you know just like let's leave it in there let's see if the lawyer sees it kind of thing yeah metallica is a big exception uh, but a lot of the metal bands a lot of metal bands you've heard of that you consider very successful metal bands are in situations where they you know they need to diversify um i think the, the idea you know that we all had as kids you know we're going to make it and our one band that we're in is going to make us all this money and be our sole source of income. I think that that's gone for the most part, unless you're very, very lucky. That's you know that's that's not the case anymore. For younger bands um, that don't have the draw that we do, uh, it's incredibly difficult. It really is. Um, for bands that don't understand or that don't fully take advantage of how the machine actually works. It's incredibly difficult. Every band needs to really pay attention to what their record contract says. They look at what their royalty rate is. If you realize you're getting 0.07 cents for every stream, and your contract only says that you get 15 points on the record after you've recouped, there's a lot of zeros after that decimal. Exactly. So 
it just keeps on being reduced and reduced and reduced and reduced, and you have to really pay attention to it. Um, you have to negotiate, you have to hardball, you have to, and, and you have to try and improvise and adapt and overcome. I, I, I've said that a million times. I wasn't really taking large advances from the recording companies. I was recording the albums myself in my own studio. So the way I looked at it, I owned the work because I paid for it. And I did all the work. I did it. felt like it should belong to me. That said, the um, companies felt otherwise. And they would always hold this contract up and say, well, you signed it. And I say, well, I understand that. It's not like I want to leave. I just want to, you know, talk about this thing and see if we can't make it more fair. Of course, they would change because if they changed, they wouldn't really exist. It shouldn't be a situation where they own the album or the work. It's a, we're talking about intellectual copyright. If they're going to be indeed a delivery service, then that's fine. But even FedEx doesn't say that they own the thing that they ship. When I first started, I came into it with such a sense of idealism that um, that music was ultimately, uh, which it is, uh, an expression of your, your soul. Two months into my first professional thing, I realized that it's a really ugly industry, like any industry. I'm sure logging or any industry is, is ugly when you start getting into the money of it. But music, in a way, more so because it's uh, monetizing something that is um, your your passion. I'm an independently owned artist. I kept my publishing. All the things that I could have done smart, believe it or not, I, I learned from street level in what I call the bar none, the music business, has some great friends that bar none is the sleaziest business in the world. There is, it's a business where there's 50 ways to get rich and rock the world, and there's 50 ways to get screwed from just one incident. The music industry is a joke. Every band that they sign, they try to make sound like the last band to perpetuate <laughs> this myth of that's what music should be. That bit them in the ass because now we're down to watching literally America's best fucking singer or dancing with singers or whatever the fuck reality shit they got going as our source of popular music. But we still don't get fucking paid for anything we do. And we travel around town to town uh, hoping for scraps of food and shit. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. I am your host, Leonardo. Thank you very much for joining me. Well, I'll tell you what, things are getting a little better. And I feel like I feel like people are gaining hope again. And that's very strong, ladies and gentlemen. Having faith and having hope is very important when you are facing evil every which way you look. And more importantly, it's, it's very important when you are facing evil within yourself and that's what a lot of us are really really facing nowadays is evil within ourselves and the inability to believe in ourselves and I don't mean that just to you know what I mean be cliche I mean like actually believe in yourself you know what I mean like whatever whatever 
you whenever you say you know what I mean like I'm just not good enough to do that or I don't I don't just think I can do that or I've tried doing that you know what I mean for a couple weeks or I've tried doing that for six months man listen we really have to start getting it getting it into our head to not be afraid to go after all those dreams that we had when we were kids because somewhere down the line someone's putting a finger in our faces and told us you can't do that you know what I mean or that dream is stupid you know what I mean if we went back to using our imagination ladies and gentlemen I don't mean to start this broadcast off to be so preachy and all this and that man but I don't know about you but I, I did wake up today and I really felt hope because even a, even a libtards, even they, even they are finding out just how corrupt the system is. And they're asking themselves, well, what can we do to fix it? Well, I can tell you what we, we, what we can do to fix it. And you don't have to go to, we don't have to go to religion. We don't have to go to Christianity. We don't have to go, uh, to, to science. We don't have to do none of that. You just got to believe in yourself. And that's it. I don't mean believe in your political your political views. I don't mean, you know, believe in your uh, you know in your boyfriend. I don't mean believe in your wife. No, man. No, I mean believe in in yourself and what you do on a daily basis. You know what I mean? You believe in yourself enough to make sure you eat right every single day. You believe in yourself enough to make sure that you work out at least once a day. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a pull-up, even if it's just a push-up, even if it's just you grabbing on to a, a a piece of door that has a little part for your hands to grab onto and you pull yourself up just once. You know, it really, really doesn't matter. That's, that's what I mean by believing in yourself. You know, we need to stop thinking that just because we're getting political or just because we're getting involved, that is going to make a difference. It doesn't make a difference if you're going home every single night and you can't do as something as simple as believe in your own damn self. So when I woke up today, I really felt a lot more hope, man. I feel a lot more a lot more courage in this world and I see the people wanting change. I see every single one of you out there wanting change and you have you you simply just cannot put your finger on it because every single day you sit there and look at the neighbor or look at the person next to you and convince yourself that that's your real enemy when your real enemy is on screen every single day when your real enemy is in your mind at every single second driving you to do the bad things in life and it's up to you it is up to you to defeat your enemy inside and out Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Subliminal Message Studios. And once again, thank you very much for joining me, guys. There is a lot going on in the world, but there is always a, always a lot going on in the world. But there's a lot of information I want to get to, guys. A lot of open admissions that people are openly stating uh, the military-industrial complex is openly coming out with. Uh, it wasn't too long ago. And what I'm referring to, let me just give you the gist of it. So, um, and I have a problem with Ramalon before I even get into what I'm talking about. So, Washington Post, Top Gun, brought to you by the U.S. military. And what I was going to say was, it wasn't too long ago that I'm 100% sure that the U.S. military or the Pentagon and the Department of Justice 
New York Times, CNN, were calling everyone conspiracy theorists. Now, I wasn't alive back in the 1980s or 1970s and 1960s, but I'm pulling up tabloid after tabloid from as long as I can. Some from the uh, the, long, the farthest one this the internet is going back is uh, about 1986. That's as far as uh, I can uh, find one at least. If I do really some digging, digging, I can find a lot more. But here's one, uh, a New York Times from 1986. The Department of Justice has never been involved in Hollywood. Headline post right there. The Department of Justice has never been involved in Hollywood. And there's many others, even still back from 1999 and 1997. Uh, 19, Here's another one from 2001, 2002, where it's CNN saying uh, conspiracy theorists think them, uh, think Hollywood is filled up with the CIA. There's another one by, there's another one inadvertently by Washington Post of them directly saying the same thing of or the, the the opposite of what they're saying now. So this is a Washington Post from 2002. The U.S. military does not aid and abet in Hollywood. Main. This is their. This is the main headline. But now this is 2022, ladies and gentlemen. And the global elites, the Bilderberg uh, Group, just got done meeting in Washington D.C. Among. Among other things, of them telling the war, uh, them telling our high up military generals that the World Health Organization will take over our medical sovereignty are all around the world, including in the United States. So the next time a pandemic comes along, your local police do not have any authority of what goes on in the streets. They either get told to stand down, like the Ulavaodish uh, shooting, and that local and that um, you know that. Um, Police chief goes into hiding because he knows he just got done aiding and abetting to a mass murder. Every single one of those cops, every single one of those cops, I honestly believe they they should all they should all be held accountable. The level of lies that are coming out of that in general, that could be a whole hour within itself. And that's exactly why I told you guys, this is a side note, but that is exactly why I told you uh, told you guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, whenever these mass shootings happens, I will cover it and I will give you the gist of what happened, but I will never go into detail about these mass shootings because why? Because so many lies come out soon after that. So many details turn out not to be true. And not only that, one of the main points I always say is because the reality of shootouts, the reality when uh, someone starts to get to popping guns and shit, it takes a while before you're really being able to learn how many bullets got flown out, how many time, how many people were shot and all that. It takes a while for you really, really get that information. It's not something that they drive, that they drove in the... Uh, they put it in America's mind that, oh, information, you know what I mean? Or whenever these mass shootings happen, you're supposed to get them information like that. They're supposed to know what the hell happened like that. It's just simply untrue, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but getting back uh, to this main uh, headline, ladies and gentlemen, or at least what we're covering right now. And in the first segment, well, what you heard the first time was a group a group full of musicians that were all warning about the music industry in Hollywood and how the music industry pimps out their artists and one of the uh, one of them was an open admission of what exactly went on when um things like spotify and uh, and all these other um inter, um youtube and all these other things you know came about and what the music industry how they how they cut a deal with these other um companies that were coming out and how they cut a deal with them to pimp their artists out it was just that six seven minute uh, six seven minute video video excuse me is completely out of this world 
And it has a lot of head artists. I'm talking about the head artists of Disturb. That was the head artist Disturb. Head artist of Metallica. Excuse me, I keep on um trying to keep myself from burping. But um just many others, ladies and gentlemen. But now let's get into the um, US military, the Department of Justice, the Pentagon, the military industrial complex, openly admitting that we directly control the narrative when it comes to movies and even control the warfare and the, the warmongering that comes out of Hollywood. We directly control that to give the world a certain perspective, ladies and gentlemen, which is what it's really, really about. So this is headline Washington Post. Top Gun brought to you by the U.S. military. So Top Gun Maverick received support from the Department of Defense in the form of equipment including jets and aircraft carriers, personnel and technical expertise. This was authorized by the DOD Entertainment Media Office, which assists filmmakers in telling military stories. So um, just a quick side note, ladies and gentlemen, one of the first time um, the Air Force won an Academy uh, Award for the for a Best Picture was in 1927. That movie was called Wings. I repeat, that movie was in 1927, and it was a drama about World War One fighter pilots. And that movie was called Wings, ladies and gentlemen. So this really shows you how long the Department of Justice or the U.S. military has been involved in Hollywood and filmmaking and controlling the narrative and aspect. And I'm not going to be all the way, um, you know, contradicting myself. I'm not going to say that the U.S. military or um, the um, government, I hate calling it that, uh, wouldn't be involved into putting out propaganda within itself. I'm not going to be contradictive. If, if you, and, and you, and we all shouldn't be either, you know, we all shouldn't be uh, contradictory within ourselves. If we know that, um, if, if you have own your own country and you know, another country is putting in their spies to create, um, propaganda within your own country, it behooves you to tell the truth about what's happening and then create your own propaganda to fight against and combat, combat that propaganda, but do it in that other country. I would never do it in my country. But I just want to say that this really, really shows on how long the Department of Justice has been involved in Hollywood and movie um, movie propaganda and those types of aspects. But um, the uh, Department of Justice and the Entertainment Media Office really caught ground in its really in its film of uh, uh, fighter pilots in the mid eighty in the mid eighties. And that was the original Top Gun, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, guys. And I'm a man. I remember watching Top Gun when I was just a little boy and stuff like that, guys. And Top Gun has always, always been such an awesome movie. But now that I'm covering it and I'm finding out why Top Gun was actually made, and this is, uh, and, um, and I, I'm going to go into why they um, actually did create the first Top Gun and why the DOD uh, Department of Justice was so directly involved. In the movie Top Gun, they actually rewrote the script to benefit the the, the president. Um, you know, I'll just get to that at that time, guys. So, get this, guys. So, um, Top Gun turned out to be so influential 
It set the blueprint for a new kind of blockbuster, fusing Hollywood star power with the U.S. military's firepower. Now, um, the, among these other movies, you guys got to think of movies like Black Hawk Down, Transformers, or American Sniper. These were all movies put into place to drive the narrative of warmongering in other countries or drive a uh, drive propaganda to make you believe that this is the narrative and what these other countries are actually doing. It's very, very enlightening once you really, really get into it, ladies and gentlemen. So let's uh, let's but let's get into some the main headlining information of what they're saying. They actually created um, Top Gun and they're creating uh, these certain movies for guys. So for the director's chair, uh, Bruckemeyer and Simpson hired Tony Scott, who made his name directing commercials. Meanwhile, for the leading role, they had their sights on a toothy 23-year-old whose career highlight had been pr prancing in his underwear in a high school comedy. That name was Tom Cruise. Now they, now they needed military-grade equipment. Now, they revealed in 1986 the Department offered uh, the Department of Justice offered them a sweet deal for $1.8 million. They would have the use of the Murr Mar Naval, uh, Naval Air Station, as well as four aircraft carriers and about two dozen F-14 Tomcats, F-5 Tigers, and A-4 Skyhawks. Some were flown in the 1986 movie in real life by Top Gun pilots. Now, just to give you uh, um, uh, um, some guesstimations and give you some real authenticity um i'm using all the wrong words authenticity just to give you some um retrospect and what hollywood is facing on paying themselves for top gun because a single f-14 tomcat costs around 38 million dollars now the total budget of the top, uh, top gun movie was only 15 million dollars so the department of justice was directly involved in it into every aspect of the top gun movie and why were they directly involved in every aspect of the top gun movie well get this ladies and gentlemen and this is in um this is in um some of these guys in the pentagon's old mission right this is in um Robert, which is directly, uh, I want to make sure I'm getting his um, his name correcto mundo. Robert, give me a, a, a split second here. I just lost it. This was a Lieutenant Colonel. Glenn Roberts, I um, I do apologize, but this is one of the statements that came out of um, uh, came out of the Pentagon's um, own own admission. This is what they're saying they created a Top Gun movie for. So over the years, many Hollywood productions have benefited from the Pentagon's uh, large assets. For instance, the Department of Justice charged $1 million for use of an aircraft carrier in the 2002's The Sum of All Fears. Yeah, guys. All these are military, this is all military-grade propaganda directly aimed to shape and shift the narrative of the American mind. That's not to say that, uh, like I said, guys, I'm not going to knock the Top Gun movie. I'm a big fan. But I want to cover it and to really, really show you why they're producing. I'm going to give you other, and I'm going to, the reason why I'm covering this first, because I want to cover this, and I'm going to cover the kind of the beginning and the retrospect of when 
Hollywood and the CIA and the Department of Justice really, really, really started to get involved. And then I'm going to give you some information of what's going on now and the real reason why this Top Gun Maverick movie was put out. But we're going back in time so I can, you know, because it, it behooves us to always, always remember history, right? And I'm going to tell you in the Pentagon's, I'm going to give you the Pentagon's reasoning for why they created the Top Gun movie, right? So let me uh, restart. Over the years, many Hollywood productions have benefited from the Pentagon's large assets. For instance, in the, DO, uh, the Department of Justice charged just $1 million for use of an aircraft carrier in the 2002's The Sum of All Fears. Sequences that producers Mace Newfield estimated would have cost the filmmakers 3 to $4 million to create on their own. Now, Top Gun came out in May 1986 during Ronald Reagan's second presidential term. The Department of Justice were looking at ways to boost the morale of the country and get Ronald Reagan re-elected. So the specter of the Vietnam no longer haunted the nation and patriotism was now hit and Top Gun served in its spades. Unbelievable. I mean, and, and like I said, guys, this wasn't not even 40, 50 years ago and well before that where CNN and all mainstream establishment media were calling everyone crazy if they even if they even close to said that the CIA or the Pentagon or the Department of Justice or the military industrial complex is involved in the propaganda and is directly involved into Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. So the film conquered the box office, as well as the hearts and minds of young Americans. Following its release, applications to become naval avatars reportedly jumped by 500%. To capitalize on the craze, some enterprising Navy recruiters even set up stands outside theaters. Now, Roberts expects Top Gun Maverick to inspire a new generation of Americans, though he said Department of Justice Entertainment Media doesn't work with military recruiters. Filmmakers like Top Gun have also inspired copycats in China in recent years. Chinese authorities have encouraged the production of similar patriotic blockbusters, which brings us to a head, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, and guys, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to play, I want to play this short little clip of Ben Affleck telling the truth of what really, really goes on in CIA and or, or, telling the truth of what really, really goes on in Hollywood. I apologize. Are there many actors in Hollywood who also would like a day job, do you think? I think there are probably quite a few, yeah. I think probably Hollywood is full of CIA agents and we just don't know it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to discover that, you know, this is extremely common. This is extremely common. You know, like I said, guys, this is a short little clip. I just want to replay it real quick because the look on his face is basically him saying like, God, I don't just, you know, damn well, I'm not going to tell the truth about this. Let's go to this again. Let's go to Ben Affleck directly saying, no, I'm sure there are, uh, this, the Hollywood is filled with CIA agents. You know why he's saying that is because if you look at Ben Affleck's actual, um, his, his, um, his manager or whatever, his manager actually were actually used to work with uh, the Department of Justice, or should I say the Pentagon or whatever. But yeah, let's go. Let's play that one more time. I think there probably quite a few. Yeah, I think probably Hollywood is full of CIA agents, and we just don't know it. 
Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that I'll discover that, you know, this is extremely common. Are you able to see it? I am, yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just hysterical to me at this point, you know. It really, really, really is. So, um, among other movies that were headstand and one of the mo other movies that um, the military industrial complex actually put out and one of their um, one of the other movies or one of the other movies pro-war movies that they were putting out was the uh, movie Armageddon I know but look it up Armageddon yeah Pearl Harbor and the Battle of Los Angeles so even Cruz told Playboy in 1990, some people felt that Top Gun was a right-wing film to promote the Navy, and a lot of kids loved it. But I wanted the kids to know that that's not the way war is. Then he added, without the benefit of Glimpse three decades into the future, that's why I didn't go on and made Top Gun 2 and 3 and 5 and 6. That would have been irresponsible. So it's, it's amazing to see where Tom Cruise actually... It, it, actually openly admits that the first Top Gun movie was literally made to promote war and who did we soon go to war with right after Top Gun and not only that what did we mainly use during Operation Desert Storm and don't say tanks because it wasn't just tanks guys it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a whole nother level, ladies and gentlemen. It is a whole nother level. We'll be right back. Well, everything is uh, is just coming out to be true, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is all the myths and the legends that we were told were just that myths and legends was well, suddenly they don't really sound like myths and legends anymore a lot of the stuff that they were saying oh you're they're they're crazy you're conspiracy for that but anyways yeah we are um you know working on mind control and we are introducing you know mind altering vaccinations that we can then bluetooth sync to and you know oh and by the way guys you know we have the fbi completely um orchestrating to allow the biden administration to uh sell federal crack to the american people while uh companies like um you know Purdue Pharma and Pfizer kill the American people and more importantly all around the world for hell for hell Purdue Pharma they're the ones that created fentanyl and their direct admission and then they openly stated they gave it to the cartels along with that they also said that the cartels actually protect their opiate crops and some of their main opiate crops are in Mexico simply fantastic but did David Sackler or did the Sackler family one of the main families that were directly involved in creating the drug fentanyl did they spend a day in court did they even spend a day in jail hell no but you know what did happen all they did all they did have to do is get a phone call they had a phone call they took a phone call ladies and gentlemen and now we were covering Top Gun Maverick, guys. Top Gun Maverick, where the Department of Justice is openly stating that we're directly involved in making Top Gun Maverick. And yes, we're creating more war mongering. Oh, and by the way, we're also going to go out and uh, state, uh, state that we created the first Top Gun original movie in an effort to build a war machine or um, in an effort to build
patriots in America and get more recruits in the naval um, in the naval avatar uh, programs. In their own mission, it jumped by 500%. They were actually having Navy recruiters outside of movie theaters during the Top Gun um, renaissance, if you will. You know what I'm saying, guys? So, um, real quick, I want to get into... Um, so, to give... Uh, to get in, uh, to give to get back into a little more history, guys, and I, I and like I said, like I said, I, I want to get get into a little jump into how much Hollywood has been involved with the CIA and the CIA and the Department of Justice, how much they've been involved with each other, ladies and gentlemen. So, U.S. military and intelligence agencies have influenced over eighteen hundred movies and TV shows, ladies and gentlemen. And that's just what they're coming out with. And that was a release under the Freedom of Information Act. The documents reveal for the first time the vast scale of U.S. government control in Hollywood, including the ability to manipulate scripts or even prevent films through critical or or of the Pentagon from being made. So meaning they control whether your movie gets made or not. It kind of makes you think of the movie, the Anunnaki movie that was supposed to get brought into uh, was supposed to was supposed to be made and was supposed to be debuted in 2008 but they were essentially shut down and the producer never told anyone why he only simply stated that he did not want to continue with the movie never given any reason why the movie got shut down well now we know that the pentagon shut the movie that was called the anunnaki they shut that movie down now this uh this also raises new questions about the way censorship works the modern entertainment industry but also about hollywood's little known role as a propaganda machine for the u.s national security apparatus now we've uh, there's around four thousand new pages of documents from the Pentagon and the CIA through the Freedom of Information Act, ladies and gentlemen. Around four thousand. I only copied I only copied two hundred of them, by the way. I don't have enough paper for four thousand pages. I'm not that rich. <laughs> so, um, get, getting into some more uh, um, information now. The massive scale of these op operations are. All in the national security cinema details and how U.S. government involved also includes scripts, rewrites on the, some of the biggest and most popular films, including the James Bond script, Transformers, Marvel, and DC Cinematic Universes. Now, a similar influence is exerted over military-supported TV, which ranges from Hawaii Five-0 to America's Got Talent, Oprah and Jay Leno to Cupcake Wars, along with numerous documentaries by PBS, The History Channel, and PB and BBC. Now, National Security Cinema also reveals how dozens of films and TV shows have been supported and influenced by the CIA, including the James Bond Adventure Thunderball, the Tom Clancy Thriller Patriotic Games, and more recent films, including Meet the Parents and Salt. And, of course, this is a, a very older article I'm uh, uh, reading off, guys. So these movies have already came up. Just imagine the reason why I'm uh, reading these movies off, because just imagine on how deeply embedded your Hollywood movies are nowadays. Now, the CIA even helped making the episode of Top Chef. 
That was hosted uh, hosted by Langley. Now, that featured the CIA director, Lean Panita, who was shown as having to skip dessert to attend a virtual business. Was this real? Was this scene real or was it a dramatic statement for the cameras? Well, it turned out it was absolutely real. So when a writer or producer approaches the Pentagon and asks for access to military assets to help make their film, they have to submit their script to the entertainment liaison offices for vetting. Ultimately, the man with the final say is Phil Strub, the Department of Defense Chief Hollywood Liaison. If there are characters, action, or dialogue that the DOD don't approve of, then the filmmaker has to make changes to accommodate the military's demands. If they refuse, then the Pentagon packs up its toys and goes home to obtain full cooperation. The producers have to sign contracts, production assistance agreements, which lock them into using military-approved version of their Hollywood movie or and or script. This can lead to arguments when actors and directors ad-lib or improvise outside of this approved screenplay. Now, on set at Edwards Air Force Base, uh, Edwards Air Force Base, during the filming of Iron Man, there was an angry confrontation between Strupp and director John Vera Ferro. Ferro wanted a military character to say in the line, "People would kill themselves for the opportunities I have," but Strupp objected. Ferber argued that the line should remain in the film, and according to Shrub, he's getting redder and redder in the face, and I'm getting just annoyed. It was pretty awkward, and then he said angrily, well, how about they'd walk over hot coals? I said, fine. He was just so surprised it was that easy, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, guys. So, you know why certain terms like that? Because certain terms like that really drive the notion in the head of how evil mankind can become when they are faced with real tyrannical force and real atrocities. And not only that, when they get faced with having everything that they have taken away, um, I think it's around 70, 70, uh, 77% of Americans will completely lose their shit if they get everything taken away from them like they won't handle it. they will go out of their way and shoot everything up they'll do something drastic because their minds simply cannot obtain losing everything and their minds cannot simply obtain they they have it in their head that they'll never be able to get it back and that's uh you know part of the hollywood social programming that once you obtain all this stuff it's it's just there, you know what I mean? You don't have to work for it anymore. And if you lose everything, then, oh, my God, you know what I mean? That's when you, you know, that's when they follow the Hollywood script of, oh, well, if I'm losing everything, I need to get into drugs. And I need to become a bad person and, you know, fuck my whole life up. You know what I'm saying? Instead of accepting the fact that you may have lost everything, but you can still gain everything back. Life goes on. You have to believe in yourself, right? So... Any reference to military suicide, even an offhand remark in a superhero action comedy and adventure is something the DOD, uh, Department of Justice Hollywood office, will not allow. And that is uh, simply because they do not want to shed light on the massive amounts of suicide rates that are scarily, drastically going up. And I mean day by day. There's um, Naval Air Force bases right now where... It's, I mean, it's like Columbine, only the people aren't getting shot by guns. They're, they're just hanging themselves and they're killing themselves. And our soldiers are having a very, very, very uh, 
hard time, especially nowadays because politics are getting so involved in the uh, into our military. It's you know, it's 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 the fourth Reich, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what else to say that it's the fourth Reich, and we need to wake the hell up. So uh, when Bond is about to halo jump out of a military transport plane, they realize he's going to land in a Vietnamese waters. In the original script, Bond's CIA sidekick jokes, you know what will happen, it will be a war, and maybe this time we'll win. This line was removed at the request of the Department of Justice. Now, this line, and the reason why I'm getting to this, um, The reason why I get to this is because I, I I have a, I have one more article that I'm going to get to guys, and this article um, makes a just such a strange reference to this the reason why the Department of Justice wanted this out. So, um, the original script bonds uh, and the original script Bond CIA sidekick jokes. You know what will happen? It will be a war, and maybe this time we'll win. This line was removed at the request of the Department of Justice. Strangely, Phil Strubb denied that there was any support for Tomorrow Never Dies, while the preeminent scholar in the field, Lawrence Stude, only lists the Department of Justice connections under an acknowledged cooperation. Unacknowledged cooperation, it says. So the Department of Justice are credited at the end of the film, and we obtained a copy of the production assistance agreement between the producers and the Pentagon. The DOD-approved version of the Halo scene in Tomorrow Never Dies, Vietnam is evidently another sore topic for the U.S. military, which also removed a reference to the war from the screenplay for Hulk 2003. While the military are not credited at the end of the film on I.M. DB or in the DOD's own database of supported movies, we acquired a dossier from the U.S. Marine Corps detailing their radical changes to the script. This included making the laboratory where the Hulk is accidentally created into a non-military facility, making the director of the lab an ex-military character, and changing the code name of the military operation to capture the Hulk from Ranch Hand to Angry Man. Ranch Hand is the name of a real military operation that saw the U.S. Air Force dump millions of gallons of pesticides and other poisons into the Vietnamese countryside, rendering millions of acres of farmland poisoned and infertile. They also removed the dialogue referring to all those boys, guinea pigs, dying from radiation and germ warfare, an apparent reference to covert military experiments on human subjects. Or in other words, MK Ultra. The documents were obtained further reveal that the Pentagon has the power to stop the film from being made by refusing or withdrawing support. Some movies such as Top Gun, Transformers, and Act of Valor are so Dependent on military cooperation, they couldn't have been made without submitting to this process. Others were not so lucky. The movie Countermeasures was rejected by the military for several reasons and consequently never produced. One of the reasons is that the script included references to the Iran-Contra scandal. And as Shrub saw it, there's no need for us to remind the public of the Iran-Contra affair. Other movies included the Anunnaki, 
Field of Fire, and Top Gun 2 were never made because they couldn't obtain military support or were shut down directly from the Pentagon and or again to politically controversial aspects of the script. Unfreaking believable, ladies and gentlemen. So the soft censorship always affects TV and also affects TV. I apologize. For example, a plan Lewis Thurux documentary on Marine Corps recruit training was rejected and a result and as a result was never made. The documents also record the proactive nature of the military's operations in Hollywood and that they are finding ways to get involved during the early stages of development when characters and storylines are more are more and most easily shaped into the Army's benefit. Now, there's no formal CIA script review process, but the agency's long-serving entertainment liaison officer, Chase Brandon, was able to insert himself into the earlier stages of the writing process on several TV and film productions, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Brandon did most of the prominently on the spy thriller The Recruit, where a new agent put through a CIA training at the farm, the, an obvious vehicle that, for indicating the audience that they whirled and giving them a glimpse behind the curtain. The original story treatment and early drafts of the script were written by Brandon, though he and only credit on the film as technical advisor covering up his influence on the content. And this is referring to the recruit. Includes lines about the new threats of the post-Soviet world, along with rebuttals of the idea that the CIA failed to prevent 9-11. And it repeats that a dude that the CIA's failures are known, but its successes are not. All of this helped to propagate the idea that the agency is benevolent, rational actor in a chaotic and dangerous world. Now, the CIA also managed to censor scripts, removing or changing sequences that they didn't want the public to see. On Zero Dark Thirty, screenwriter Mark Bowell verbally shared his script with the CIA officers and they removed a scene where a drunk CIA officer fires an AK-47 into the air from a rooftop in Islamabad and removes the use of dogs from torture scenes. So, guys, real quick. I want to repeat that real quick. So the CIA removed a scene where a drunk CIA officer fires an AK-47 into the air from a rooftop in Islamabad. I want you guys to remember Las Vegas and that shooting real quick. Now, in a very different kind of film, the hugely popular uh, popular romantic comedy, Meet the Parents, Brandon requested that they change the scene where Ben Stiller's character discovers Robert De Niro's secret hideaway. In the original script, Stiller finds CIA torture manuals on a desk, but Brandon changed the two photos of Robert De Niro with very uh, various... Um, Dignitaries, maybe meaning like they showed it was the pictures of Robert De Niro with this guy, Robert De Niro with that guy. You know what I mean? Kind of putting off this, uh, you know, these weird pictures of him being a CIA asset, basically. So the CIA's ability to influence movie scripts goes back to the early years. In 1940 and 50s, they managed to prevent any mention of themselves appearing in the film and TV until North 
by Northwest in 1959. This including rejecting requests for production support, meaning that some films were never made. By censoring all references to the CIA in the script for the Bob Hope comedy, My Favorite Spy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is out of this world. And this is, and this guys, this goes on too. Like, like for, for instance, okay. So in 1998, uh, in a 1998 interview with producer Jerry Brooke Meyer, they changed the script at the NAS, at NSA's request so that the wrongdoings were, were the actions of one bad Apple NSA official and not the agency in general. And this was actually referring to the enemy of the state. This enemy of the state, if you remember, if you remember Snowden and what he leaked on the NSA guys, so let me so the in, internal NSA emails show that the producers of Enemy of the State were invited on multiple tours of NSA headquarters. When they used a helicopter to film aerial footage of Fort Meade, the NSA did not prevent them from using it using it in the movie. Now, according to a 1998 interview with the producer of Jerry Bruckmeyer, they changed the script at the NSA's request so that the wrongdoings were the actions of one bad apple and not the agency in general. What do you think they did with Snowden, right? They claim that Snowden was just one bad apple, right? Because he was just saying, oh, well, he was the only one that was using this technology to control or uh, to watch Americans without a warrant. But then it came out that, no, the NSA in general was watching Americans without a warrant, guys. So just open admission is what I'm trying to say to you guys. Just openly flat out admission of nowadays where the Department of Justice, the CIA, the Pentagon, the NSA, they're all just openly stating we control what media gets put out. And not only that, not only that, they're openly, openly stating of why they created the Top Gun movie back in 1980. 1986, it was directly to get Ronald Reagan back into power and to subsequently patriotize Americans bringing up the war because they knew we, they knew we were getting ready to go to war with who? Iraq, the East, right? So that patriotism also helped build up the war machine and the war effort to get us involved in the war in Iraq and in, in the war in the eastern parts of this world. And now with this Top Gun Maverick, ladies and gentlemen, we can ask ourselves when the Department of Justice is once again directly involved, Leo the Lion, Leonardo, what the hell are they involved with Top Gun Maverick and now? Well, ladies and gentlemen, leaked dozens of CIA informants killed, captured, or were compromised out in China. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And this is most recently. This is an article from 2019. If you look back in 2012, there are almost a hundred, almost 150 CIA CIA um, agents that were compromised by. We have no idea, but they were either killed or arrested, or they're still being held in confinement. 
And this is and, and and I'm and I'm going off of two articles right now, guys. Two different articles. This one is back in uh, one I just mentioned. It was about 150 CIA agents that were captured out in China, all dead. The CIA threw up their hands and they said, "I don't we don't we don't, we don't know. We we're not going to say anything about it." Now in 2019. Now in 2019. Dozens of CIA informants killed or captured or compromised. It goes even further. This is a 2002, 2022 article. This just happened yesterday. Over 300 CIA informants that are directly involved in the Chinese military have been killed, captured, and or compromised. What the hell is going on? And I'm not... Listen, guys, I don't have, like, you know, direct information. I don't have, like, you know... um, I can't say this for a fact. Let me say this. I cannot say this for a fact, guys. But the Bilderberg Group did just get done telling some of our high high up military generals that the U.S. military will no longer be the police of this world. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing Chinese military jets flown out in Canada, getting fueled up in Canada. We're seeing Chinese jets literally fly on the coastal lines of Los Angeles. Um, Chinese shipping containers that are being that that are that are being held at Los Angeles ports and they're telling people from Los Angeles do not get into these Chinese containers and the Chinese military is actually telling the city of Los Angeles don't fuck with our shit and it has to stay there and the World Health Organization is colluding with that and saying oh yeah you can't bring it back to China because that's how the transfer of COVID happens total and other bullshit especially when the Chinese military just got done war gaming and what was in their war game was where they were going to use massive amounts to of shipping containers and they were going to start building them up along our coastlines all across America and then lo and behold there's going to be unmanned aerial drones in these shipping containers. They're going to be stashed, um, or not stashed, but stationed, um, gun stationed, huge, big fucking guns that can shoot down fighter jets, Air Force jets, and all this and that. And the Pentagon has went out of their way and stated twice that if we get nuked or if Russia or the Chinese military nukes one of our cities, then we will not respond. And at the same time, I'm also reading this article just real, real quick, guys. I'm also reading this article on how the Department of Justice just put out a statement and saying that if North Korea does test their new nuclear ballistic missile, there will be vast and severe consequences. I, I, and you know what? And you know what? I'm not seeing anything on the mainstream. Usually they at least cover it, even if they cover it once and then they never talk about it again. Mainstream establishment on both sides is not saying anything anything about this because it's not like North Korea isn't going to do it, right? Let's face facts. Of course they're going to do it. They're going to test that intercontinental ballistic nuclear missile. And what my question is, is what the fuck are we going to do about it? Are we going to drag ourselves into another war? Because if we go to war with North Korea, guess who's going to knock at that door? China. Hell, South Korea might even knock at that door, considering South Korea is getting is already starting to 
undress North Korea with their clothes. At least that is what the new president or the new up-and-coming president of South Korea is saying. And uh, they're openly stating how they want to work with North Korea and how it might not be it might not be a good thing for us to continue with working with the United States. That was also collaborated and said with Japan. Japan is also putting out tabloids and then saying the same thing. Maybe it's not a good idea to work with the United States. What did I tell you was going to happen, ladies and gentlemen? We're sitting here supplying every country with war weapons, and then those same countries are turning around and saying, you know what, it's just not a good idea to work with the United States. Maybe we should bomb them. I don't know, guys. But getting into this article, so this is the 2002, uh, 2022 article, and this just came out. So top U.S. Uh, counterintelligence officials warned Central Intelligence Agency stations and bases worldwide that a, count, a concerning number of informants were being captured and or killed, according to people familiar with the situation. Now, this was sent via top-secret cable that was viewed by DNYUZ. The message explained that the CIA's counterintelligence mission center had reviewed dozens of cases over the last several years where foreign informants were killed, arrested, or likely compromised. The message emphasized the difficulties faced by the CIA as it attempts to recruit spies around the world. Recently, rival intelligence agencies from nations like Russia, China, and Iran have ramped up efforts to track down the CIA's sources and in a number of cases, converted them into double agents. Now, some of the key issues that have caused trouble when recruiting spies in recent years, including poor trade traffic, trusting sources too much, underestimating foreign intelligence agencies, and being too quick to recruit informants without taking into careful consideration the potential counterintelligence risk. The message described the problem as placing mission over security, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what, guys? We're going to go to a quick... Uh, uh, a quick sponsor real quick and then we'll be right back and we're going to follow back up with this the rest of this article because we do have a lot more news that collaborates with this guys a lot more spooky shit is going along it's not just this but we're going to get all to that when we come back ladies and gentlemen Take off your clothes. Take off your clothes and let me see what you look like. You've seen their faces. One alleged victim had roles in What's Eating Gilbert Grape and The Apostle. Another is an aspiring musician who was violated when he was just 11 years old. Meet Evan Henze. He is just one of five telling their stories in the documentary An Open Secret. The 21-year-old says he was abused for five years by his manager, Marty Weiss, who was convicted for his sex crimes on Evan in 2012. Do you remember that first time? Yeah, yeah, I do. What happened? We went to the park and we played basketball. So it was that night he touched me. At 11, I didn't know it was improper. It just didn't make any sense to me. 
But Evan may not be the only one. The manager also allegedly abused the late Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Feldman told us it didn't end there. When I look back at a picture of when I was 15 years old and I was surrounded by five men and every one of those men in that photograph is a pedophile. It's a pretty big problem. I was molested and I said yes. I allowed it to happen. But I was a child. I was told that this is everyday business and he made me feel like I have to do that in order to get any job. He was just saying oh, this was common in the industry. He said, oh, if you have sex with me. He wasn't lying about that. It is common. Sea World the next day. When did you finally decide I have to tell someone? At 18, I tape recorded an hour long conversation and I asked him straight forward, why did you abuse me? And how did he respond? He responded and said that you were coming on to me at 12. That was not the case. It was that recording that helped put Weiss behind bars. People don't want to be the first to call out. People don't want to be the whistleblower. And what's sick is children are being abused. Children are being fondled. It sickens me. I don't want to be a part of that. You know, Evan is letting this deter him. He's still singing and he plans to give entertainment a shot. He's currently writing songs for the record. The deep, dark secrets of Hollywood, all being openly admitted too. You know, and the, and and it's even worse because the libtards are so disillusioned in their own right. Like they're so their inability. Like I saw one Twitter post where it was made by this libtard, and she said, "No one's trying to teach critical race theory to your children." And then yesterday she uh, put a blog, or she uh, she um, put a statement out, or sh I should I should say she put a retweet out of a school that directly had critical race theory in their papers, like headline critical race theory. We teach it. And then the next day she says, "No one's trying to teach your uh, teach your children critical race theory." And then she goes on to say that no one's trying to groom your children for pedophilia. What do you call? The Mr. Mr. Bar where a bunch of grown men were dancing for dollars for a bunch of little children. A bunch of grown men dressed in slut uniforms dancing and shaking their ass and telling kids to touch their private parts and getting dollars thrown at them by little children. The disillusion is critical. I mean, that's some dysfunctional-ass way of thinking. If you don't think that's grooming, then what? what is grooming? You know, like, I, I was wondering, but before we get back into the, um, the CIA and uh, how long they've been been involved in Hollywood, we've already, we just got done covering our last segment. The Top Gun movie was, in fact, made to, once again, prop up, prop up war propaganda... And I'm about to go, and, I, and right now I'm explaining to you, explaining to you why they're hyping this war propaganda up, because they did the same thing with the original 1986 Top Gun movie to get uh, President Ronald Reagan back into office, and not only that, it was also an effort to pro an effort to make Americans more patriotized. So when it came out that we're going to war with Iraq and those eastern parts of the country and stuff like that, and there's stuff going on out in the, out in Afghanistan, 
and we need to and we need to send our troops over there. Suddenly, well, America's patriotized. You know what I'm saying? And they directly say that, ladies and gentlemen. They they directly say, and we just covered that. We made this movie. To patriotize our citizens, uh, our citizens, because we did the same thing in 1986 to make uh, patriotism more hip. Now, in their own mission, they even say. Top Gun came out in May 1986 during Ronald Reagan's second presidential term. The specter of Vietnam or Vietnam no longer haunted the nation. Patriotism was hip and Top Gun served in its spades. Top Gun was directly made to prop up the patriotism in America and in American citizens. So when going to war with the eastern part of the world well now that doesn't sound all that bad because look at our freaking fighter jets and all this and that ladies and gentlemen now the reason why they're making this Top Gun Maverick 2 now um, once again I don't have the papers you know what I mean they haven't been released yet thanks to the Freedom of Information Act but they will be they're probably doing the same thing that's why I wanted to cover that's why I wanted to go back in time guys so, because because it it behooves us, like I said, to go back in time, so we can remember that they we we remember we've seen this before. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen this before. They've done this before. We know what they're doing. They're propping up the war machine again. Because as we are getting into the hundreds and the dozens of CIA recruits that are coming up dead, imprisoned, and or compromised, and so the number of compromised informants also signals that other nations are improving technological de uh, detection efforts like biometric scans, facial recognition, artificial intelligence, and hacking tools. Formal officials said recruiting new informants is how the agency frontline spies earn promotions. Running a successful counterintelligence operation is typically not enough. Now, they also go on by um, stating this is key right here. So, according to CIA and or uh, uh, according to the CIA officials, China is sparking out uh, sparking outrage within the military industrial complex. Some CIA officials say that China is now the big dog in the house. Whoa, that isn't scary at all. Now, I don't know if that's not scary to you. I know full well that is to me, man. Especially when the CIA is blatantly saying... Is blatantly saying that China's uh, counterintelligence is better than ours. China's military intelligence is trumping ours. Or, 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 or it will soon trump ours, guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to give to give a re uh, just just to give a a, a, um, a recap on what we just went over 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 our first hour and a little bit into our second, because we need to get on to some more to some more information.
and there's some more blatantly gaslighting and uh, it's more like more pre-programming is what, what we're really going to get into guys but just to give her a real recap the movie Top Gun the original Top Gun movie that was made in 1986 was made to get Ronald Reagan elected back in the presidency and was also made to propagate a war machine because we were about to go to war with the eastern parts of the world that will be dead, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq all those other, all that other shit that was going on out there. Now, the in our day, where before they would just lie about it and say, no, that's just a conspiracy theory. The CIA, the Department of Justice, the Pentagon, the military has no involvement in Hollywood. Well, now they just come right out and say it. The Department of Justice gives you Top Gun Maverick. You know what I mean? One of the main headlines. I was at a CNN for crying out loud. Washington Post article, the same thing, basically. You know what I mean? Now, they go on by saying that they gave the director's influence on how the script should write. And I believe this is a, a, a in an effort because they know the Chinese military is getting ready to take over. So they want to prop up the patriotism in America once again prop it up so when a few years go down the line and we suddenly find ourselves bombed by China or we are starting to go to war with China well the patriotism is already built up there you see what I'm saying they're doing the same thing they did back in 1986 and they're doing it again now let's get into some more news ladies and gentlemen so DHS warns U.S. could see heightened threat of extremist violence heading into midterms. Who would have saw that shit coming? But of course, their uh, um, transcripts of extremist violence. Oh, well, that's anybody that believes in the family. You're an extremist violence. If you're if you're in a militia right now, you are literally on a terrorist watch list. If you're a three percenter, they're all on terrorist watch list. If you're a um, Oathkeeper, terrorist watch list. If you're a militia member, terrorist watch list. And you know what sucks about that, ladies and gentlemen? It's something I want to break down to you libtards just real quick, and it's only going to take a second. So when they say if you're a militia uh, militia member, you're on a terrorist watch list, that means every single one of us red-blood Americans, every single one of us Americans are all on terrorist watch list. Every single one of us, are we are the militia. So the Department of Justice literally just put uh, the Americans on terrorist watch lists. So Supreme Court decisions on abortions, an increase of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border, and the midterm elections are potential triggers for extremist violence over the next six months. This is uh, according to a, uh, a bulletin post by the, the Department of Homeland Security. This was said Tuesday. The U.S. was in a heightened threat environment already and these factors make make it worsen according to the department of uh, justice that is the dh said in the latest national terrorism advisory bulletin in the coming months we expect threats in uh to the environment to become more dynamic as several high profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets it is out of this freaking world because you know and you know why they're coming out ahead and we're about ready to play this short little clip guys because it goes along with this scoop because but you know why they're saying this because they know full well if they don't seal this election again if they 
among all the other things that they have done, because if you don't think people have become brainwashed over these last two years during this whole pandemic phase, there's still kids that go out of their way to put a mask on because they have been convinced by mainstream media, they've been convinced by their brainwashed parents that the mask is going to save them from a, of a viral virus. A mask. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Common sense. If we're going to talk about common sense gun reform, where is the common sense in that, ladies and gentlemen? So let me repeat what the Justice of Department has just put on their bulletin board on Tuesday. That's today. In the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. Well, what high-profile events are you talking about? You talking about the World Health Organization getting rid of our sovereignty here in America? Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking about the Roe versus Wade where we're going to stop killing babies and stop giving them to science uh, scientists that are so demented they have sex with the dead babies and then they throw them into pits of fire, they test on them, they genetically rape them, and then on top of that, they don't even give any money to the women that gave them the freaking baby on top of all of that. Are you talking about the Biden administration giving federal crack, giving federal drugs to the American people? Are you talking about the pharmaceutical companies that are, that are creating new forms of drugs and giving it to the American people? Is that what you're talking about? You talking? Are you talking about the FBI or as certain parts of the FBI, main parts of the FBI, dubbed the Warren Commission because they are still one of the main Authorities in the FBI, you're talking about them letting Hunter Biden dump a firearm next to a kid's school garbage can. Are you talking about the Biden? Are you, are you talking about all the corrupt bullshit? Are you talking about the CIA and the mafia killing John F. Kennedy? Are you talking about Operation Gladio? Are you talking about Operation Paperclip where the U.S. intelligence agency brung over a bunch of high influence Nazis that just got done killing and offing a shitload of Jews not even a couple of years ago, not even probably a month ago? Are you talking about Operation Stargate? Are you talking about, oh God, are you talking about Operation Bluebeam? Are you talking about how you directly told China and Russia that you guys can go ahead and bomb us because we're not going to do shit. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I'm asking you. And get this, guys. This is where it really, really, this is where it really, 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 really freaks me out that they're going to try to do something, and I mean drastic. I don't mean no school shooting. I, I They're getting ready to do some scary shit, guys. Let's go to this clip, and then I'm going to finish up with this article because this is scary, and everything's upside down, but they hit they give you the subliminal messages, and that's why I'm really covering this article right now, because they give you these subliminal messages, and it's a certain dialect that they have to discuss amongst their other secret societal members, because they found out that talking on the phone, that shit sinks ships. So let's get to this clip, guys. Let's get to this clip of the CNN staffers, of a former Obama staffer, Mad and CNN directly trying to convince the American people that you should not get any of your information from any other source but CNN. 
And only CNN is giving you the facts and the truth. You talk about complete gaslighting. I mean, you talk about the Fourth Reich. I mean, it's 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 blatantly to see now. It's right in front of your freaking face. Stop letting these Nazis convince you that freedom is tyranny. Stop letting them convince you that being a slut is actually a good thing. And I'm not just talking about guys. I'm not just talking about girls. I'm talking about both of y'all. But let's go to this clip right now. Responsible for the January 6th insurrection is dropping. 45% of Americans now say Trump is solely or mainly responsible for rioters who overtook the Capitol. That's a shift from an NBC poll taken days after the attack when 52% said Trump was either solely or mainly responsible. Trying to shift those numbers is going to be a task ahead for the committee investigating the attack, which holds its first public hearing this week. It's also going to be the task for Democrats as midterm elections approach. Joining us now, former White House Communications Director for President Obama, Dan Pfeiffer. He's the author of the new book entitled Battling the Big Lie. So perfect to have you here. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. And, you know, there's a, a level of disinformation that has pervaded our politics. If you agree with that, then how to battle the big lie? Well, I think it begins with understanding how it happened. How is it possible that... To this day, 70% of Republicans believe the big lie. Mm -hmm. It's an easily disproven lie. And How is it? Right, and it is partly because the Republicans and the right wing of this country have spent decades building up this massive apparatus and includes cable television, digital outlets, media personalities on YouTube and Facebook who create this alternative media ecosystem that's hermetically sealed, where they are communicating directly to their voters. And this presents a massive challenge for Democrats. It's drowning out our message, it's dictating the four corners of the political conversation, and it's a challenge for anyone who cares about democracy, in my view. And um, Facebook, I would think, on social media, and you say digital outlets yeah. play a huge role in this. New, new networks that have popped up that are solely for the big lie and for Trump type information. Right. They are, it is, if you have someone, you know, 70% of Americans go to Facebook. Right. 40% of that's, Americans get their news on Facebook. That's not where you get news. That's, but that's where people go, and what they're seeing But it's is, not news. It, it, it is not news, but they think it's news, and, they, and it's very hard for the average person to distinguish between opinion pieces from like a Ben Shapiro or a Dan Bongino and actual facts reported by someone like NBC News or New York Times, but it just shows up in your feed in the same way, and it is poisoning our democracy. Joe? Yeah, you, you know, Dan. Just un unbelievable. Here, I, I, I want to go back to that because the smugness on his face. Even, like, even he knows he's full of shit. You know, like, even he knows while he's talking, even he doesn't believe what he's saying. Oh, well, well CNN and NSNBC and New York Post, we're the only ones that, that actually report on the facts. Yeah, get all your information from us because we're the only ones that know the truth. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't trust your parents. They don't know the truth. Don't trust your brother, your siblings. Don't trust your neighbor. Don't trust anybody but us. That's literally what the fucking Third Reich was doing. That's exactly what the Nazis were doing. Let's go back to former Obama staffer showing his real Nazi colors. Let's go back to that now. 70% of Americans 
go to Facebook. Right. 40% of that's, Americans get their news on Facebook. That's not where you get news. That's, but that's where people go, and what they're seeing But it's is, not news. It, it, it is not news, but they think it's news, and, they, and it's very hard for the average person to distinguish between opinion pieces from like a Ben Shapiro or a Dan Bongino and actual facts reported by someone like NBC News or New York Times, but it just shows up in your feed in the same way, and it is poisoning our democracy. Joe? Yeah, you, you know, Dan. Uh, oh my God, it's just poisoning our de democracy, and the smugness on his face. He knows full well that he doesn't believe a freaking word he is saying. It's unbelievable, and we're letting these people and we're letting these people completely gaslight us and tell us this malfeasance. While the Department of Homeland Security and the DOJ, the DOJ creates propaganda war movies and ups the war game here in America, tries to patriotize everyone because they know the Bilderberg Group just told our top U.S. military generals that the World Health Organization will take over your sovereignty. You are no longer the police of this world. You will start to see Chinese flight of fighter jets go everywhere and start circling the globe, and they're doing just that right now. Touch, touch, Dan and Cam. Canada. They fucking filled up their jet in Canada. The Chinese military jets did. Now, along with that, they're also doing war uh, burial uh, war burial maneuvers all across Australia right now. Japan and Japan is sitting there shaking their heads like, "Yeah, we need to side with China." Of course, they're saying we're going to side with China. They made a deal with China over Taiwan. We've been arming Taiwan's since in Taiwan and Japan since nineteen. 1975. That's a whole nother big Al-Qaeda right there, ladies and gentlemen. A whole nother big Al-Qaeda. And what is our President Sleepy Poopy Doopy Droopy saying about all of this? He's not mentioning any of that. But let's hear what he's saying about our economy. Let's go to the... This guy scares the hell out of me every single time I watch him, by the way. Uh, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not saying that to be funny at all, but let's go to him. Outside of trickle-down economics, it doesn't work. My plan is to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. With record jobs, new record small business, wages rising. It's the foundation for an economy that works for working families. Because of that foundation, we're better positioned than any country in the world to overcome global inflation that we're seeing and reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. So let's come together and focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build on the extraordinary progress we've made. Let's continue to build this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. When that happens, everybody does, well, including the very wealthy. Does he even believe in he like like how where does he get his weed from? Like this isn't me trying to be like you know funny. I'm really really not, but I'm honestly wondering where he gets his green from because I need to I need to find some of it. Every single time I see him give a speech, he looks like. I mean, he looks like Bison, like you know, he, like he looks like a Mexican staring into the sun or something like that. Just, Buffa put the way, Buffa put the way, I can't Buffa put the way, like, what the hell is your problem, dude? Open your fucking eyes and open your fucking mouth so we can understand you. I got to play that again because I didn't understand the Crip Keeper. Oh, my bad. That's Nancy Pelosi. I, I didn't understand. Maybe he was shitting in his pants. Let's just play that one more time. So, 
the American people can hear what our what our president is going to do for us makes absolutely no sense. Everything he's saying, it makes absolutely no sense. Pure gaslighting, telling the American people that our economy is doing so well. Have you went to the grocery store? I bet you haven't because you haven't went to the grocery store for yourself ever since you came out of the womb. You spoiled little... Uh, I trickle-down economics. It doesn't work. My plan is to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. With record jobs, new record small business, and wages rising. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It's the foundation for an economy that works for working families. It does? Because of that foundation, we're better positioned than any country in the world to overcome global inflation that we're seeing. Not anymore. Reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. You're not even reading the papers so that you're together. flipping. Focus on what's matter. Steady growth. So let's come together and focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build on the extraordinary progress we've made. Let's... Did you just, what did he say? Let's come together and focus on the matter. I meant what matters. And focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build on the extraordinary progress we've made. Let's continue to build this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. When that happens, everybody does well, including the very wealthy. Jesus Christ. I'd rather have Mickey Mouse as the president at this time. You know, at least at least when he starts saying like really like really evil shit and like starts making no sense, at least I can just blame it on like you know what I mean. Well, that's Mickey Mouse, man. You know what I mean? You know, oh, you know, well, I told you well, we're going to go to war with China. Oh, I don't want to hear. It. I'm going to present the press a carnival you've ever seen. Oh, oh, fucking right wingers. I'm going to put you all in prison, especially you fucking gun owners. You're all going to be in FEMA camps. Oh. That makes sense. I'll be okay with that. Like, it, it, give me something that makes sense. I don't, you know, but so that, this is just ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get back into it. So the Department of Justice has released its latest bulletin. And this is what it read. The U.S. was in a heightened threat environment already. And these factors made it worsen in the situation. DHS said in a la uh, latest National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin, in the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dy dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. This is what was said by the De Department of Homeland Security. You know, the same Department of Homeland Security that said, that said, oh yeah, there's definitely WMDs out in Iraq. You know the same Department of Homeland Security that goes out of the way to spy on every single one of us? You know the same Department of Homeland Security that got caught giving guns to Al-Qaeda and actually helping Al-Qaeda form? Well, listen to some of the reasoning of why they say, oh, there's, there's going to be high-profile events. We all know those real high-profile events, but this is one of their reasons. Get, get this, guys. Completely asked backwards, too. In the latest attempt by Homeland Security to draw attention to the throat threat posed by domestic violent extremists, a shift from alerts about international terrorism that were a hallmark of the agency following its creation after the wake of September 11, 2001 attacks. That is scary 
is hell. That's like the Department of Department of Homeland Security basically saying, hey, listen, we don't think these school shootings are really, really working. We don't think our Vortec team is really, really operating the way we should. Maybe we should just bomb the shit out of everything again like we did in September 11th, right? So this, this is even where it gets even more, um, even more Scary, if you will, right? So the threat from overseas rate only passing mentions in the bulletin and notes that Al-Qaeda supporters celebrated the January standoff at a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas. And it mentions that the Islamic State group called on supporters to carry out attacks in the United States to avenge the killings of the group's leader and Spokesman, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what I just said? Now, what did the Biden administration just get done doing and giving to Al Qaeda and ISIS and all of our other supposed enemies right now? Oh, and by the way, they're all in power right now. That a Biden administration just gave the uh, Al Qaeda better technological superiority because we just dumped and left everything there. We left Arab tanks there. We left jets there. We left helicopters there. We left fucking dude guys, I don't think I don't think the American people really realized on the type of equipment we just left behind. And now on cue, the Department of Ju- Justice releases a bulletin and they, what they say is in the coming months we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible threats and targets and get this shit here guys in January a bunch of Al Qaeda supporters celebrated the standoff at a synagogue in Coralville, Texas and it mentions that the Islamic State group called on supporters to carry out attacks in the United States to avenge the killings of the group's leader and spokesman. The borders are wide fucking open. What is going on in Latin America right now, guys? Let me revise you and let me really, really get to you and make you realize on what is happening in America. Okay, this is Operation Gladio fucking 10.0. Right now in Latin America, Al Qaeda is actually training cartel, training cartel members to go to war with police in America. And they're being funded by who? The Chinese military. You cannot make this shit up. You cannot make this shit up, guys. This is not made up. This is documented. This is all mainstream establishment news for crying out loud. So the bulletin also includes China and Russia, Iran and other nations that seek to form a divisions within the U.S. to weaken the country and its standing in the world. In part, they do this by amplifying conspiracy theories and false reports that perfiliate in American society. Domestic violent extremists, however, present the most pressing and potentially violent threat, the agency said. Citing, uh, for example, the racist attacks in which a white gunman killed 10 black people at a Buffalo, New York supermarket in May. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to let me read that off again. So the Department of Homeland Security knows full well that Al Qaeda is being trained by. Oh, Al Qaeda is training Latin American gangs and Latin American cartels 
to fight border patrol agents and to directly go into America and start wars with the police, they know that a, that Al Qaeda supporters are directly being influenced by the Islamic State to carry out more attacks like September 11th. But all the Department of the, the Department of Homeland Security, one of their main threats still to this day, is a white Democrat that believed in LGBT group ideology, that believed in Black Lives Matter LG, uh, ideology, and believed in parts of the Great Displacement Theory, not the full, like he didn't even believe in the, uh, the full Great Displacement Theory. He didn't even have real knowledge on the Great Displacement Theory. But they're still saying that the main threat, the, uh, the main threat through, to, uh, to our domestic um, security is violent, racist, white extremists. It's not Al-Qaeda. It's not the Chinese government funding Al-Qaeda. It's not the Islamic State that are funding and funding and giving support to Islamic Al-Qaeda groups in America to carry out 9-11 attacks again. None of that is on their board, but oh, violent, white, domestic, Democratic white terrorists, those are the most violent. Those are the most extreme. It's completely ass backward, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, completely ass backward. We'll be right back. <laughs> I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I will. I sure hope you woke up with some urgency today. I sure hope when you woke up today, you really, really felt the fight. And I don't mean the fight amongst your neighbor. I don't mean the fight amongst you. I mean the people that you don't agree with. No, I mean the fight within yourself. I hope when you woke up, you really, really, really start to understand that the real enemy will be in your mind. The real enemy is the ideologies that constrain your fellow human being right next to you. And it is up to us to lift those chains off, break that padlock and let them be free. Because if we don't, we don't have a chance. I have no chance of being free if my neighbors are not free. Do you understand that? Are we really, really getting a grasp of what that really, really means? Are we still so comfortable in the believing that tyranny and tyrannical governments are still not in play in this day and age? Are we really that ignorant to believe that we are under mind manipulation programming? Are we really that ignorant? You better start to believe in yourself because that's what they don't want you to do is believe in yourself. And one thing you can majorly do, one thing, one of the main things you can do that really, really pisses these guys off really, really pisses the elites off and the secret societies off and really, really pisses the people that don't agree with you off is you need to remember. That is one thing they do not want you to do. They do not want you to remember. They do not want you to remember. They do not want you to remember. And I want you to. I want you to look back in history and realize that nothing that they're doing, none of these ideologies that they're bringing to you, man, this stuff ain't new. 
I could grab a Roman history book and look up pedophilia and the beginning of pedophilia being entered into the cultural just off a Roman history book. I can look off a history book and find out when racism was really, really being a plague in nations. And it was always, always racism against your same race. But they don't want to tell you this. They want you to fight with each other. They don't want you to agree with each other. They just want you to get along and go along. So the men with the strings that are pulling you like puppets can rule this entire fucking planet while they tell you, you need to die. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Subliminal Message Studios. I am your host, Leonardo. What I've lately been being called is Leo the Lion. I don't really care. Whatever you want to call me, I'd rather be Leonardo. Whatever is whatever. But guys, we are going over um, some some crazy admissions by the deep state. And I mean some crazy admissions. Well, now this uh, the deep state is openly admitting that uh, the U.S. military, the CIA, the Department of Justice, they're all heavily embedded within Hollywood. Hell, they've been running uh, they've been running child trafficking rings out of the Playboy Bunny mansion under underground tunnels. Oh, but you know what I mean? We shouldn't tell you about that. Or how about all of the human trafficking rings that are being operated out of the out of the national forest in here in America? We shouldn't talk about that either. Oh, but did we mention that the um, uh, U.S. military actually scrubbed, went through the redwood forest with nano nanobite technology in an effort to basically put cameras in every aspect of every parts of our national force. Oh, by the way, did I uh, forget to tell you about back in the 1800s, uh, actually we were digging out underground tunnels in a lot of these national forests, but all of this information, all of this is just supposed to be wiped. Let's not focus on this, guys. So let's go back to the Department of Homeland Security saying that their main threat is white people and uh, white domestic extremism because one white person killed 10 black people at a Buffalo, New York supermarket. But then they're also saying, well, you know what? It's not really... Um, Al-Qaeda members that are, um, you know, celebrating the standoff at the synagogue in Colleyville, Texas. It's not the Islamic State that are supporting these um, Al-Qaeda members that are in America right now, and they are very open about it. It's not them openly stating and openly telling them, hey, you guys should blow something else uh, up like what happened at 9-11. It's not... Don't worry, guys. It, it's, it's, it's not... The, uh, it's not China and Russia using Al-Qaeda members in Latin America to train Latin American gangs and Latin American um, cartels to come across our border and start fights with the cops. And I don't mean like fist fights. I mean police bombings, police precinct bombings, ladies and gentlemen. If the police in this world don't start getting hit to the shit, dude, they're going to conquer you guys. They're going to conquer you guys using infiltration, shutting down your police unions. Why do you think your police unions are getting are having calls to completely break apart right now? So, ladies and gentlemen, the bulletin is set to ex is set to expire November thirtieth, right? 
So the uh, calls for violence of domestic extremists directed at democratic institutions, candidates, and election workers will likely increase through the fall. A senior DHS official speaking to reporters ahead of the release of the bulletin said it describes the situation as dynamic because authorities are seeing a wider variety of people motivated by a broader range of grievances and incidences than in the past. Wow. Oh, you see, see, see how the Department of Homeland Security and you see how they completely gaslight the American people. They're saying grievances. Well, you mean like children and your your sister, your brother dying from a COVID va- a vaccine because the government forced it on them or their jobs forced it on them. What do you mean? You mean you mean um, vortex squads, high elite vortex squads showing up at mass mass school shootings? Before the police even get there and then they throw up their hands and then they say, well, we are at a drug house. You mean the border being flown wide open? You mean the, the our children that are being groomed? Like it's those aren't grievances. Those are those are reasons for any nation to overthrow a government for crying out loud. And you're just lucky. You're just lucky that a lot of us are staying with the minds because a lot of us like me will never call for threats of violence, but we will always call for exposing Nazi scientists, Nazi conglomerations and corporations and facilities like what the Department of Homeland Security has become. It's disgusting. But you know what? You know what also amazes me, ladies and gentlemen. You know what really, really amazes me, and as how uh, the bulletin, which is scheduled to expire November thirtieth, they said they calls for uh, said calls for violence of domestic extremists directed at democratic institutions, candidates, and election workers will likely increase through the fall. It amazes me on how the DHS can say that, but then they have democratic senators and. Mainstream media that is calling for firebombing Supreme Court judges' houses, literally calling for arms to overthrow a government if Roe versus Wade is overturned. But the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, is saying, oh, 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 acts against democratic institutions and candidates and election workers will increase through the fall when they're the ones that are calling for it? Explain to me on how this makes any fucking sense. It's gaslighting. It is gaslighting at its finest. They, they are also saying this because more than likely they are, they are they have been in the middle of creating these violent extremist groups and propping them up and supporting them inadvertently like the terrorist organizations that are openly stating that yes we are getting support from our Islamic State group no you cannot say we are um, we're terrorists you're racist if you say we're terrorists now we are going to blow up a bridge we are going to blow up a precinct we are going to blow up a democratic institution because we hate America but if you call us terrorists we will call you racist unfucking believable ladies and gentlemen I mean, unbelievable. 
Now, they're also including the decision when it comes to Roe versus Wade, and they're using that as more of a motivation for racial extremists and racial extremists that may be motivated by immigration enforcement or whether the government continues to rely on Title 42. The public health order that has been used since the start of the coronavirus pandemic to prevent people from seeking asylum at the southwest border. But we all know that's a big sham. We all know that's a big fucking sham. I can go on YouTube right now and look up and, and type in border crossing from immigrants. Oh, you know what? Let's do that. You know, let's yeah, let's do that. Oh yeah, border crossing from immigrants. Oh, just yesterday. Okay, nice. Okay, so here's another publication. Right. So just yesterday, C-SPAN. Wow, C-SPAN. <laughs> You guys suck. Even you guys are reporting on your own bullshit. C-SPAN caught almost 33 illegal immigrants crossing the Rio de Janeiro border. This happened around 8 to 8.30. It was only 30. And that came across with more than 50 within the next hour. I mean, that's just... That, that's, 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 almost, uh, that's almost 100 people. That's almost 100 people within an hour. That's nothing, by the way. There's tens of thousands of people crossing our border right now. And if you and, and, and then we all wonder why, where these families are coming from. You know, the families that you see are just like sitting at the edge of Walmart. You see them just like chilling at the edge of the interstates. And you're just like, what the hell are they just sitting there for? Well, guess what? They're all being paid for, brought to you by us. We're paying for them. We're giving them, we're giving them new houses. How does Omaha people, Omaha and Nebraska people feel about that? We're giving them new houses. We're paying for the food. We're giving them free internet. We're giving them free cars, we're giving them free ins medical insurance, while your bitch asses have to struggle and struggle and scrape to survive. How do you feel? Do you still support, you know, illegal immigration? Are you still for Black Lives Matter and all this other bullshit? How are you feeling right now? Your pocketbooks are, 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 are emptying, right? But all their stuff is given for free. You can ask them. You can ask him, who's paying for that? Oh, we get EBT card. Oh, yeah, it's paid for by the government, you know, blah, blah, blah. More or less just paid for by us. Awesome, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, me personally, I feel wonderful. I mean, I absolutely feel wonderful about them saying, you know what I mean? We're going to get rid of all, uh, we're going to censor all free speech and then we're going to get rid of the guns. Um, I want to get to another clip of uh, a former Obama staffer being uh, more, just telling the truth of the way he really, really feels about Americans and the way he really, really feels about Americans' free speech. So uh, just to put it in context, ladies and gentlemen, this is an outright admission by uh, the, by mainstream media and an outright admission, uh, admission by the left libtard Democrats on them saying we need to get rid of right wing media before these elections, before the midterm elections start really, really progressing. Let's go to this clip right now, because what they're saying, obviously, is is it's astounding. Astounding what they're saying and how they openly want to censor people. Let's go to this now. Advanced degrees of all are brilliant people. I mean, what what do we make of, of of the majority of these people 
who really do know it's a lie, but they choose to repeat the lie and choose to live in that alternative reality. Well, you're exactly right that there's a tendency to think that this is somehow based on education or experience or anything else. And it is what, it's not whether you went to college or not or where you went to college that is the most likely predictor of whether you're going to believe this stuff. It's whether you consume right-wing media. Every study shows if you conserve right-wing media, you're more likely to believe conspiracy theories about vaccines, conspiracy theories about elections. That is the problem in this country, is that we have a very well-funded, very aggressive operation that is spreading these lives for profit and political gain. And it is incredibly dangerous. There are lots of people who know better, particularly a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill, but there are also a lot who actually believe it, whose brains, I think, have been pickled by this. And that is what is so scary, is that it's not a it's not a grip. There are people who really believe it, and they are controlling the levers of power in this country. Whoa! Now, if, if that if that isn't if that isn't really really scary, and on top of how they're saying, oh, the levers of this country, um, I, I'm going to say that that that's an outright lie. The CNN was operating far long before Fox News was, and not only that, CNN has been a um, has been funded by the Department of Homeland Security, has been funded by the military by heavy amounts of dollars. Fox News, their um, CNN and MSNBC's their um, net worth still to this day trumps Fox News net worth. However, viewers from the uh, viewers that go on uh, what you, what what they're calling right-wing news, it's just people are tired of the lies. People are tired of going on mainstream media like like MSNBC and CNN and just being lied to blatantly time after time after time after time again. And now they know that they're losing. CNN Plus got taken off because no one want, no one cared about it. No one wanted to watch it. Now CNN, in their own mission, they're saying, well, because no one's watching our show, that means we need to get rid of right-wing media. We need to get rid of any opposition, any other truth that is not ours. Truly, truly horrifying. Let's just replay that one more time. You're not aware you went to college that it is the most likely predictor of whether you're going to believe this stuff. It's whether you consume right-wing media. Every study shows if you consume right-wing media, you're more likely to believe conspiracy theories about vaccines, conspiracy theories about elections. That is the problem in this country, is that we have a very well-funded, very aggressive operation that is spreading these lies for profit and political gain. And it is incredibly dangerous. There are lots of people who know better, particularly a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill, but there are also a lot who actually believe it, whose brains, I think, have been pickled by this. And that is what is so scary, is that it's not a, it's not a grift. There are people who really believe it, and they're controlling the levers of power in this country. Yeah, it's pretty- I mean, scary, 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 scary stuff, guys. Where um and, and the reason why that is because this is a this is coming from a company that are gaslighting you and telling you that oh um Fox News and right wing media has every levels of the narrative and, and and controlling the narrative in this country with which and in fact it is not that is the farthest thing from the truth it's just people are looking to alternative media looking to alternative news sites. Because they're so tired of being gaslit, like these guys are continuing to do. And what's worse is it's creating more of the Civil War aspect. You know, everything that these guys talk about and everything that these these guys do, either they're involved in the CIA, like a former Obama staffer used, used to work in the Pentagon and disinformation. 
That's why the disinformation board got taken down for disinformation. Unfucking believable. So the Department of Homeland Security has put out a briefing and it's going to be enacted. It's going to expire November 30th. And they said in the coming months, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. Now they go on by saying, oh, well, uh, Al Qaeda supporters are being um, supported by Islamic State groups and they are being told to carry out attacks on the United States that have uh, attacks like this, uh, like the September 11th attacks. Along with this, they're also saying that China and Russia and Iran are all putting secret provocatives and training Latin American gangs that are being used from Al Qaeda that are used by that are being used by Al Qaeda to train these gangs in Latin America to come into America and start shootouts and firebomb our police stations and kill our judges. Well, at the same time, they are turning around and saying, but the most violent and domestic threat that America has is violent white extreme white men. It's gaslighting to the finest, finest, finest potential. That is, that is gaslighting. That is, that's horrible, guys. And if the police really, really don't go, don't get hit to this, guys, that's gonna crawl, That's just gonna create more of the division when it comes to gangs and cops, because gangs are cops. It's the same. I'm not saying gangs. I'm saying the mentality. Cops become gangs too, guys. The mentality and the ideology gets there, and this is how it gets there, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly how it gets there. And you know what else, ladies and gentlemen? We're gonna cover up. We're gonna cover. We're going to cover some information that really, 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 really hits America's home. Because while this is going on with the Department of Homeland Security issuing oh uh, domestic terror threats and stuff like that, and then saying that um, threats toward uh, Democratic candidates and Democratic institutions will amplify during midterm elections while democratic senators and democrats go all over social media calling for a call to arms and overthrow a government if Roe versus Wade um, gets overturned calling for blowing up Supreme Court judges houses calling for massive riots and protests until Roe versus Wade gets thrown out I mean it's completely ass backward, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to get into some news that is unequivocally scary. At least, in, at least in my perspective, it should be. Um, it should be a, a lot to you guys too, because let's just say. They didn't. They uh, the start of putting um, tasers on drones. That idea has been going on for a very long time, and the nine members of the ethics board on the uh, on um, the the board of committee when it comes to create the creating these drones that have tasers on them, they all just walked off because quote unquote ethics more uh, more uh, morals. They knew that these drones were going to be acted into impoverished neighborhoods, and these drones were going to be used for complete tyrannical 
uh, a, a complete tyrannical government. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna, we'll be right back. We're going to go to a quick little break. Tired of trickle-down economics. It doesn't work. My plans to produce the strongest, fastest, most widespread economic recovery America has ever experienced. With record jobs, new record small business, and wages rising. That's what happens to me when I smoke a bowl. foundation for an economy that works for working families. Because of that foundation, we're better positioned than any country in the world to overcome global inflation that we're seeing and reach a new chapter of stable and steady growth. So let's come together and focus on what's matter, on what matters. Let's build on the extraordinary progress we've made. Let's continue to build this economy from the bottom up and the middle out. When that happens, everybody does, when we're including in the very wealthy. Jesus fucking Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our president, Biden, making absolutely no sense. And on top of that, um, guys, and I have a short little video of that um, on my Twitter feed. While he's flipping the pages, I don't even think nothing's written on him. Like, I think, honestly, I, I think there's like big words. Like, I can just imagine when he flipped that first page, there was there was like the one word. And it was literally just a reminder. All you have to say is, so let's come together. And that's all that was on the page. And, that, you know, so let's come together. Just ad-lib the rest. Keep it short. You know what I mean? Miyuki, last time they let that dude ad-lib, every single time President Biden ad-libs anything, it's bad fucking news. And it makes global news every single time. Like I said, if you're a comedian, how are you not getting rich off of making fun of President Biden? Get his voice down. I mean, get his voice down and then just start just start making fun of this dude because it's so easy to. I mean, like if everyone thought George Bush, George Bush Jr. was easy to make fun of, then man, like where are the comedy comics at now with this president? You got to be freaking kidding me. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I, I want to get into some more news. And the reason being of the reason why we get into some more news, guys, obviously is for all the uh, all, all, uh, for, for what we came here for is to find out what's really, really going on in America and exposing these uh, global elites and exposing these secret societies and the secret societies society members for who they are and the way they double tongue and the way they use double speak to talk to us and confuse our minds and make us drift further away from God. And ladies and gentlemen, um, we were uh, just going, we are uh, uh, along with this video, we're also going over CNN, MSNBC. Before we before we get to some more news, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're about ready to to get to it. But I just want to I just want to just kind of really really hammer this in and kind of do a recap, if I may. So we're also going over CNN saying that we need to silence all right wing media before the midterm elections because in their eyes it's a threat to their regime. So I'm going to uh, play this full. It's like a four minute, uh, four minute, like four or five minute clip, guys. And I'm going to play the whole thing for you guys right now. People who hold former President Trump responsible for the January 6th insurrection 
is dropping. 45% of Americans now say Trump is solely or mainly responsible for rioters who overtook the Capitol. That's a shift from an NBC poll taken days after the attack when 52% said Trump was either solely or mainly responsible. Trying to shift those numbers is going to be a task ahead for the committee investigating the attack, which holds its first public hearing this week. It's also going to be the task for Democrats as midterm elections approach. Joining us now, former White House Communications Director for President Obama, Dan Pfeiffer. He's the author of the new book entitled Battling the Big Lie. So perfect to have you here. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. And, you know, there's a, a level of disinformation that has pervaded our politics. If you agree with that, then how to battle the big lie? Well, I think it begins with understanding how it happened. How is it possible that, to this day, 70% of Republicans believe the big lie? Mm -hmm. Just an easily disproven lie and election. How is it? Right, and it is partly because the Republicans and the right wing of this country have spent decades building up this massive apparatus and includes cable television, digital outlets, media personalities on YouTube and Facebook who create this alternative media ecosystem that's hermetically sealed, where they are communicating directly to their voters. And this presents a massive challenge for Democrats. It's drowning out our message, it's dictating the four corners of political conversation, and it's a challenge for anyone who cares about democracy, in my view. And um, Facebook, I would think, on social media, and you say digital outlets yeah. play a huge role in this. New, new networks that have popped up that are solely for the big lie and for Trump type information. Right, they are, it is, if you are someone, you know, 70% of Americans go to Facebook. Right. 40% of that's, Americans get their news on Facebook. That's not where you get news. That's, but that's where people go, and what they're seeing But it's is, not news. It, it, it is not news, but they think it's news, and, they, and it's very hard for the average person to distinguish between opinion pieces from like a Ben Shapiro or a Dan Bongino, and actual facts reported by someone like NBC News or New York Times, but it just shows up in your feed in the same way, and it is poisoning our democracy. Joe? Yeah, you, you know, Dan, I, I think what's been so shocking to Willie and I talk about it all the time. You, you, you have this idea of people that are believing the conspiracy theories and the big lie, and the way the media uh, usually portrays it is it's the great unwashed. Right, it's a, it's a people living, you know, living out in the hinterlands who don't have a college. Just it, it's it's, but that's complete nonsense. Willie and I will talk about now. He's got people that work on head, with hedge funds, and we'll talk mm -hmm. about the Italian dude who who used a satellite to steal, uh, you know, vote. I get the craziest calls from friends I've had my entire life who have advanced degrees and all are brilliant people. I mean, what what do we make of, of, of the majority of these people who really do know it's a lie, but they choose to repeat the lie and choose to live in that alternative reality? Well, you're exactly right that there's a tendency to think that this is somehow based on education or experience or anything else. And it is what, it's not whether you went to college or not or where you went to college that is the most likely predictor of whether you're going to believe this stuff. It's whether you consume right-wing media. Every study shows if you conserve right-wing media, you're more likely to believe conspiracy theories about vaccines, conspiracy theories about elections. That is the problem in this country, is that we have a very well-funded, very 
aggressive operation that is spreading these lies for profit and political gain. And it is incredibly dangerous. There are lots of people who know better, particularly a lot of Republicans on Capitol Hill, but there are also a lot who actually believe it, whose brains, I think, have been pickled by this. And that is what is so scary, is that it's not a it's not a grip. There are people who really believe it, and they're controlling the levers of power in this country. Yeah, and you know what? No one watches CNN, ladies and gentlemen. And you can even look that up. Go on your Google feeds. Go on whatever search engine you have on your internet, on your phone, on your uh, laptop, on your PC engine. I, I don't care what you have. Just type in who all watches uh, CNN. And you'll get article after article. This one right here, New York Mag. Why no one watches uh, CNN because of fake news and they, uh, because it's boring and basic and because they've been caught lying multiple times. So people only watch when they need primaries or Whitney Houston dies. Here's another one by New York, uh, New York Mag. This is CNN. This is CNN's own punishment for airing fake news, while Fox and other alternative news media outlets air screaming lunatics on the camera. Why anyone who watches CNN? This is this. This is inadvertently an MSNBC article. Why Why anyone who watches CNN will become very, very confused. CNN's ratings are most certainly not doing just fine. Most, um, I'm sorry, CNN articles are not only not, are not only doing just fine, but they are badly trailing behind Fox News and MSNBC. They've recently been unable to crack a new opening with their CNN Plus. Here's another one by Yelp. Here's another one by uh, here's another one by Yelp. CNN is no longer CNN is no longer the source where you get mainstream media from. SETI finds Fox viewers are smarter than people who watch CNN. Most striking was climate change. More than half of CNN viewers and 58% of MSNBC viewers said that the rate the global is warming, humanity is on pace for extinction within the next few 10 years. That was in back in 2000. Uh, that was back in uh, this article was put in place in 2021. However, they did studies from people that said that the world would end in um, 2012. So the first study was done from two, uh, 19 1999 from 2012 and this is their um, you know this is their statistics they got I mean just article after article ladies and gentlemen and no one wants to believe in fake bull yeah yeah anymore no one wants to go on um, you know mainstream media because whether whether you like it or not, you know what I mean. And I like Fox News. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a big supporter of Tucker Carlson, and um, the the angle, the Ingram angle. Um, you know, I'm a big supporter of both of those guys. But whether we like it or not, both of those are mainstream, and both of those have both of them lie to you. They both do. They both have their own, um, you know agendas to them but that's why I always say you know um, support alternative news man because it's in alternative news that you you still get that real passion it's in alternative news where journalists can still they still feel that passion they want to give you the real information they're down to actually go to jail they're down to you know go get shot they're, you know what I mean that's why you want to follow alternative news because that passion ladies and gentlemen that passion is still there. 
You know, that that wanting and that need to tell the people the truth, not your truth, not their truth, but the truth. And that need is still there. And that's why even the even the people on the left side, even they're even they're suddenly starting to decide, you know what, CNN is just isn't worth it. Even if they are telling me the truth, they still have their own agenda. I'm at least smarter than that. So we really, really need to start to decide, well, then, you know, who can we rely on? You know what I mean? If you don't, let's say you don't want to get your news from alternative news sites. Well, then, and you still ask yourself, but I want to know what's going on in the world. Well, then look in yourself. You, I mean, do you, do you understand what I'm saying to you? I mean, like, before I get to this, uh, before I get to our, 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 uh, some, some more news, guys, and that's going to, after after I bring you to this next article, that's probably going to bring me to the end of this broadcast, but I, I, I'm honest about that. Like, why don't you believe in yourself? You know, if you don't want to listen to CNN because you know it's fake, you don't want to listen to Fox News because you just think they have too much of an agenda at hand, whatever the case may be, wh- whichever ways you want to put it in your head, but why not believe in yourself? Like, you still want to know what's going on in the world. Okay, well, then take a step back from Fox News. Take a step back from CNN. Take a step back from both of them. And then look inside. You know, you would be surprised on on what you find inside yourself. A lot of the answers that a lot of people are, are looking for, like, you know, the answers like, what's going on in the world, man? That's all inside yourself. You know, anger, jealousy, greed. You know, even even torturement of your physical body, that's all inside you. You know, we, we have to realize that believing in ourselves and having faith in one another is, is, is everything that any government would not want you to have. It doesn't matter if you want a big government or, or, or a small government. Either way, they don't want you to have faith. They don't want you to believe in yourself. They don't want you to build up your community. God forbid you start a breakfast program for your community, right? But believe in yourself. You'll stop. If you, like I said, if you don't want to believe in CNN, you don't want to believe in Fox News, you don't even want to believe in alternative news sites, then why not look inside yourself? Because every answer that we are asking is all inside. We keep on being so ignorant to the fact that that might, that, that is, that, that, that's not true. Well, then where are these answers? And every single time, you know, we hear about a scientist creating this new form of technology or this new um, new virus, this new, um, you know, this new vaccine. Every single time we hear about these technologies being um, created, one of the main things I never really, really hear people ask themselves, wow, dude, that's that was made by a human. That's humans. He found that, that that scientist found something inside that allowed him to give this technology to his fellow brothers and sisters, his fellow, you know, his, his, uh, his fellow human, uh, the humanity. But it came from within. You know, you really got to start. We, we really got to start believing ourselves. And I don't mean that as a cliche. I mean, believe in yourself like you can. If, if you want to rule the world, then you need to believe it. If you want to fly, then you actually need to go after it. If you think you can swim like a fish, and I want you to fish and swim, bro. I want you to really, really get deep inside yourself. Because every answer that we are looking for is all inside. Every answer. It's all inside us. We are simply too loud to hear the answers 
we are simply too loud to hear the answers. So wake up. When it all really comes down to it, we, we only really got one life to live. So let's say you're not a good speaker, but you can you 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 you're good. You're intense at like working out and stuff like that. Okay, man, and take that to the next step. Find somebody out there that has been looking for someone to drive them into working out. Get yourself at a higher frequency and allow yourself to evolve inside. You do all those things that they don't want you to do. You learn all those things that they don't want you to learn. It's going to be hard, man. This whole fight we are under is hard. But it's all a test for each one of us as individuals. Not as a group, but as individuals. Are you going to win? Or do you want to lose? We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Leo the Lion or Leonardo, whichever one you want to call me. We are in a brand new segment called Blazy Guys, where we expose the global reset, the great displacement, and all those other crazy conspiracy theories that they tell you are conspiracy theories, but then they turn around and start talking about the same shit that they told you was crazy and was a conspiracy theory. Well, that's what we cover all day, every day. Here on Subliminal Message Studios, we expose them, we fight them, we go after them, we make the people in America remember, and that's one of them. That that is that is finite. I have come to realize that they hate that you, they hate when you remember. They want you to have a short attention span. They want you to have a short memory span, so you don't put two and two together when they start doing tyrannical shit. I mean, I don't want to say that, guys. <clears throat> So, let's get in to some scuba duba dabu wabu wabu do. Guys, the Taser Company nixes idea of using drones as flying stun guns to respond to mass shootings. Controversy caused some ethics board members to quit. About nine of them, ladies and gentlemen. So, guys, let's get into this. That's right. Plans for a taser-equipped drone halted as nine ethic board members resign. And I have right in front of my face, because I have not printed it off yet, so I can't, you know, shake the paper or whatever. But I have their actual... Um, their... Um, Announcement, or not, I got an announcement. 
their statement of, of resigning from the Axon AI ethic ethics board member uh, member meeting uh, member committee. I'm sorry. So uh, let me just give you a recap, guys. So Exxon was in the creation of creating um, drones, unmanned artificially intelligent drones that would have tasers equipped with them. Now. A lot of controversy uh, started to swirl around, especially when they started to actually um, give the public some insight on how these drones and what type of artificial intelligence would be in the drones in itself. So this is, and, and guys, this is actually, this is the statement from all nine of these board members. This is a statement that they gave. Okay, guys? So... The announcement that the company's goal is to entrench countless pre-positioned taser-equipped drones in a variety of schools and public places to be activated in response to artificial intelligence-powered persistence surveillance leads us to conclude that after several years of work, the company has fundamentally failed to embrace the values that we have tried to install. For example, for years the board has warned Exxon against the use of real-time persistent surveillance in its products. Yet Exxon has proposed a degree of surveillance that is sweeping. This type of surveillance undoubtedly will harm communities of color and others who are over-policied, over-politically, uh, over, uh, over, uh, over Blah, over-policized and likely will well be on that. Okay, you know what? Let me just re let me just redo that whole thing. I, I apologize. Sometimes I cannot read. My Georgie setter goes into effect. I do apologize. Now, for example, for years, the board has warned Exxon against the use of real-time persistent surveillance in its products. Yet Exxon has proposed a degree of surveillance that is sweeping. This type of surveillance undoubtedly will harm communities of color and others who are over-politicized or over-politically-sized, meaning the drones will go after neighborhoods that have American flags all around their neighborhood, and likely well beyond that. The taser-equipped drone also has no realistic chance of solving the mass shooting problem. Exxon now is prescribing it for only distracting society from real solutions to a tragic problem. We all feel the desperate need to do something to address our epidemic of mass shootings, but Exxon proposes to evaluate a tech and policy response when there are far less harmful alternatives is not the solution. Before Exxon's announcement, we pleaded with the company to pull back, but the company charged ahead in a way that struck many of us as trading on the tragedy of the Uvalda and Buffalo shootings. Significantly for us, it's bypassed Exxon's commitment to consult with that company's own AI ethic board. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I said? I said the Exxon company moved aft, moved forward after their artificial intelligence ethic board warned them that their technology is going to go after people of color or impoverished neighborhoods, and these drones will go after right uh, are, are people that um, are deemed domestic terrorists and we all know what the DOJ is and who they dub domestic terrorists Christians gun owners people constitutionalists 
So although we all join this board understanding that we are advising only and have seen Exxon reject our advice on some prior occasions, rushing ahead to embrace use of surveillance and enabled taser equipped drones, especially when its board was urging against unnecessarily precipitate action. It's more than any of us can obey. Or, uh, it's more than any of us can abide. We have lost faith in Exxon's ability to be a responsible partner. This uh, statement was signed by Barry Friedman, Will Abdu Amigdid, Miles Brundage, Ryan Kello, Daniela Citron, Rebecca Del Sol, Chris Harris, Jennifer Lynch, and Mikola McBride. Now, I'm going to place the full transcripts and the full statement on my Twitter feed and on my Instagram feed, guys, so you guys can read through this full statement. And I'm also going to print this original statement off, too. So the original statement cannot be altered or changed in any kind of way. Or in case you ever get in a debate over this, guys, you guys can go back to the original statement because they often change what is written in publications and articles. They actually, they often change what is said in actual statements. So let's get uh, more into this, go guys. So each of us joined this board and the belief that we could influence the direction of the company in ways that would help to mitigate the harms that policy and technology can sow and better capture and benefit any benefits. For at a time, we saw that influence play out in some of Exxon's decisions from not equipping any of its products with facial recognition capabilities to withdrawing a new software tool to collect data from social media websites to promoting desperately tangible evidence of the difference we were making our insistence to Exxon that the community and not the po police should be the company's ultimate customers led Exxon to establish a community advisory coalition, a group which brings together community leaders to share perspectives on Exxon products and services. Well, <clears throat> I can tell you right now why they shut your, uh, they, they, don't, they don't care and they're going to shut your bitch asses up. They're going to shut this entire board up. Ladies and gentlemen, because what they're saying, and this is how artificial intelligence is, is going to be brought to us, ladies and gentlemen, they keep on telling us that artificial intelligence is going to make us more free. And as a matter of fact, it's going to make us more slaves. It's going to make us more of a slaves because the artificial intelligence in itself has ideology that is given to, that was given it by a Nazi. I don't know how else to say that. By scientists, by scientists that it, that believes in eugenics, that a scientist that believes in depopulation, it's a, he's a Nazi. And these types of scientists are the ones that are giving this artificial intelligence the programming and the will to decide on which program it chooses. So I want to get to a, a, a quick video, guys. A quick video and a quick, a quick uh, news cap from uh, 12 News. And uh, they're covering the Exxon Taser uh, scrape, the uh, Exxon uh, Taser drones that were scrapped and the board members that were walking out. Let's go to that now. New at 10, Exxon, the Scottsdale-based company that makes tasers and police body cams, is putting its proposed Taser drone on hold 
after nine members of its ethics board abruptly resigned. Team 12's Bianca Bono talked to one of those board members tonight who says that they had previously voted not to move forward with the project because of concerns over the weaponized drone, and the CEO announced it anyway. The risks greatly outweigh the benefits. That's when now former Axon Artificial Intelligence Ethics Board member Nicole McBride said she and other board members told Axon weeks ago when they discussed a new idea, a non-lethal taser drone that could be deployed in the event of a mass shooting. There were just overwhelming concerns. According to Axon CEO Rick Smith, the drones, which would ideally be positioned in classrooms, would be equipped with cameras, accessible by law enforcement in the case of an emergency to incapacitate a suspect. McBride says among the board's top concerns, surveillance, the accuracy of the taser, and when it would be used. The ethics board voted 8-4 to four recommending that Axon not move forward with the project. But on Thursday, following the Uvalde tragedy, Smith announced that the project was a go. We are going to step up and we're going to bring a real solution to the table. In an interview with 12 News, Smith expressing his frustration over a lack of change in an effort to prevent mass shootings, saying his taser drone, which was about two years away from completion, was a different approach. McBride was shocked. Once it gets to a point where you feel like maybe our good isn't going to be good enough, well then you have to make the decision. She and eight other ethics <coughs> board members stepping down Monday, leading Smith to put the entire project on pause. In a statement saying in part, our announcement was intended to initiate a conversation on this as a potential solution, adding, we don't have all the answers, but we will listen and learn so that we can fulfill our mission to protect life together. They have to reflect on the moment and say, you know, so maybe we have to take a beat and take a step back and reconsider. Bianca Bono, 12 News. I mean, just outrageous, ladies and gentlemen. And um, it's it, it gets even worse than that because, like I said, when you get into the type of artificial intelligence programming that they are put in, putting in to. Um, Would anyone else like to share about how they were unprotected? Shut up. Apologize. Um, when you get into the actual artificial intelligence programmings that were that they were putting into the drone itself, and some of the artificial programs that they actually took out, like the uh, like like um, um, ra uh, racial distinction, I believe one was one of them that they were called is racial distinction, which is basically where a drone socializes you like they uh, the drone becomes racist i don't i'm going to put it in the sim uh, simplest term the drone becomes racist and they put into they put in the software where it wouldn't they it would not allow the drone to use um stereo stereotypes as a way to um go after certain subjects they took that software out making the drone basically a racist ass drone like if you fit the part and you look the part like if it's halloween and you look like a bank robber and you look like you might be doing something suspicious and like you know what i mean you're under heavy pressure because of something else maybe you're playing hide and go seek with your friends and a drone comes overhead that drone looking at you could tase your ass because it literally thinks that you uh due to your precipitation due to your um heightened sense of what the hell is going on and what you're wearing that drone will fucking tase you and if you look at the other programs that were uh, in there, in in the board of in in some of these nine board ethics own words, they were not equipping the products with facial recognition capabilities, 
withdrawing a new software tool to collect data from social media websites. So they withdrew, uh, um, they withdrew to a software in there that once they were able to acquire the face with facial recognition, because it was both, they had both of these things in there. And they were able to acquire the subject as face. They then looked. There's a program in there where the drone would look through social media accounts and seeing if it could identify you. But what's on your social media? And then they wanted to take that out because they were starting to realize. I'm guessing they were starting to realize that these drones were going after, specifically after colored people or politically uh, incorrect, according to CNN, politically incorrect people or domestic terrorists. They're looking at their social media platforms, the artificial program, the drone was, and they're literally using, oh, this is a right winger or this is a, a gangster. You know what I mean? This is a colored person. We we hate color, color people. Let's kill them. They took that technology, the two parts of the technology that would have stopped the drone from using that type of stereotypical um, intelligence they took that out and then left the worst parts into in, into the drone and even ceo rick smith ladies and gentlemen even he is stating as of right now that if he cannot push it through through the ethics board the pentagon is going to step in in a quote-unquote matter to correct the gun reform Un fucking real and and i and i also want to state this fact some of the board members, some of the nine uh, artificial intelligence ethic board members that resigned from Exxon, guess what? They were black. So I don't want to hear any shit about, oh, there's a bunch of white people that don't want to stop crime. No, 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 no. Most of them were colored. So I don't want, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear one little motherfucking bit, guys. So these nine ethic board members stepped down, ladies and gentlemen, because the drones that Exxon was creating that had tasers built into them and God knows what else built into them had artificial intelligence that was literally racist and they would not put facial recognition on there. They did not want to include the software that would track the social media of whatever person that they are staring at because the drone was literally going after. The drone started to go after colored people that much more. So they were trying to restrict that ability because they realized that these drones are racist and Nazi as shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to say this to you, by the way. I honestly don't. I can I can give you other formalities. Okay, so these drones these drones literally went after um, used the stereotypes in effort to um, um, in an effort to get rid of the color people or get rid of right wingers. That's what these drones were literally built for, guys. In their own words, so these nine ethic board members stepped down, and the CEO Rick Smith went crying to the Pentagon and the Pentagon is stepping up and saying, if you guys, if the, if, if they won't push it through, we will. And regardless of the board literally warned is warning the public and is going out of their way and even warned the CEO uh, Rick Smith that these drones aren't going to help people. They're actually going to go after color communities and go after over politically correct neighborhoods or over politicized neighborhoods meaning neighborhoods that have a bunch of american flags everywhere 
in their own mission, let me read this off to you again. Exxon has proposed a degree of surveillance that is sweeping. Now, for years, the board has warned Exxon against the use of real-time persistent surveillance in its products. This type of surveillance undoubtedly will harm communities of color and others who are over-politicized and likely well beyond that. And likely well beyond that. The taser-equipped drone also has no realistic chance of solving the mass shooting problem Exxon now is prescribing it for only distracting society from real solutions to a tragic problem. So before Exxon's announcement, announcement, we pleaded with the company to pull back, but the company charged ahead in a way that struck many of us as trading on the tragedy of the Eula Valida and Buffalo shootings. Significantly, significantly for us, it's, it bypassed Exxon's commitment to consult with the company's own Artificial Intelligence Ethics Board. Now it goes on by saying, although we all join this board understanding that we are advisory only and have seen and have seen Exxon reject our advice on some prior occasions, rushing ahead to embrace use of the surveillance and enabled taser equipped drones, especially when its board was urging against unnecessarily precipitate action is more than any of us can abide. We have lost faith in Exxon's ability to be responsible re partner. Signed by all nine of these board members that most recently resigned. So Exxon uh, saw that, and like I said, the CEO, Rick Smith, went and cried to the Pentagon. The Pentagon stepped up and said, oh, hell yeah, we'll use your racist drones to subjugate the minority, minority neighborhood even more. Hell yeah, we'll use these drones to go after the right-wingers. So if you're in a right-wing neighborhood, just know ExxonMobil is coming after you with those Taser drones. You get caught walking around um let's say you just want to let's say you just want to um express your second amendment well you go ahead and do that and you're going to exxon drone taser your bitch ass for no reason by the way other than you are a right winger other than you believe in a free and open republic other than you believing in um, all the great conspiracy theories that they tell you are not cons that they tell you are conspiracy theories and then they turn around and start talking about those same things. And then they gaslight the rest of America. We shouldn't even call it gaslighting anymore. We should just call it torching for crying out loud because they're not really gaslighting anyone. At this point, they just have a flamethrower and they're just roasting us all. Now, uh, Smith told the Associated Press last week he bypassed the ethics board and made the idea public in part because he was catastrophically disappointed, like we heard in the video, and the response by public who didn't move in to kill the Texas school shooting suspect for more than an hour. So once again, like I said, it's all, oh, it's, oh, I was so, I was so petrified that the public didn't act while those children were getting slaughtered. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a bunch of racist drones to start going after right-wingers and colored people, and that's going to solve the problem. Even if an ethics board directly say you're creating drones to go after communities of color in over-politicized neighborhoods, meaning right-wingers, 
and gun owners. Now, Exxon heard that and they said, we're so happy you're resigning. We're going to push this shit through anyway, you know? I mean, just, just, um, oh man, just what, I mean, what a broadcast, guys. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I mean, this is, this has gone so far. We're CNN openly admitting that, oh, we just need to get rid of, uh, we need to get rid of right wing media. We need to get rid of free speech is basically what they're saying. We need to get rid of free speech because any fact is not a fact unless it comes from us. Now the DHS is putting out a new bulletin saying that we know that the Islamic State is telling Al-Qaeda to bomb the United States like they did in September 11th. We know that Al-Qaeda is training Latin American gangs and uh, cartels to get into gang sh- to get into police shootouts and bomb police buildings. But still, your main threat to America is a domestic white man, a domestic white person with a gun. I mean, you talk about next level next level torch and shit. I mean, you talk about next level gaslighting. You talk about next level evil. That is that is the epitome of evil right there. All this is going on while the DHS just puts it in your face that, hey guys, we're creating Top Gun. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we've, been, we've been involved with Hollywood for a long time. We're the ones that tell movie producers of whether or not their their movie is going to be seen by the public or not. We're the ones that control that. Yeah. It's so awesome. Meanwhile, CNN and MSNBC, that's controlled by the Pentagon and, the C- and, C- and, C- and CIA and ma- majorly the CIA, Meanwhile, they 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 tell they put it in America's head. Even while the same people that is owned by them, they control Hollywood. Yet they turn around and say, "Oh, well, Fox News needs to be taken off air. Right wing news needs to be taken off air." Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Free speech is gone. The guns need to be taken away. Civil war right now. Billions dead. No, no, I don't want to talk about Chinese war gaming, putting massive container ships, uh, uh, containers, container shipments all across the board, uh, all across the, the um, seas of America. And then lo and behold, it's actually happening right now. And our port members and the people at those ports are being told, do not touch the Chinese shipments. Do not touch the Chinese containers. We have no idea what's in them. Meanwhile, Chinese fighter jets are flying all across North America. They're actually supporting and giving economical funds to the Islamic State to come here and start this war. Meanwhile, the DHS is telling you that white people are the main terrorists. This is unfucking believable, guys. I'm telling you right now, the police unions, you guys better get hit to this, guys. I am not kidding you. You guys better get hit to this because when they do it, they're going to start, they're going to blame the right wingers. They're going to blame the militias. They're going to blame the gangs. And it's going to start a civil war because like I said, guys, the idea of the civil war that the elites really want is not a racial one. I have to break this down to you. It is not a racial one. They want to start a civil war with a super gang that they're creating where the police have rule 
part of the day, and then the gangs rule the nights. I mean, scary type of euphoria that's going on right now, and it's being done right in front of our faces. Guys, I'm scared shitless of what they're going to do, guys. I, I mean, I, I, I'm serious. I'm, I'm genuinely scared because I don't think they're going to shoot up another school. I don't think they're going to go to a mall and shoot it up. I think the next tragic thing that we're going to see, and it might happen any day now, is a big, big bombing. And I mean a big bombing. The, the DHS is not openly stating that Islamic states are telling al-Qaeda groups in America to uh, perform attacks like 9-11 and then they're turning around and saying, yeah, but the white man, that's that's the main, you know, that's the main threat to to America as far as domestic goes. They go on by saying China and Russia and Iran are the next threats. I mean, we better get hit to this, ladies and gentlemen. We better get hit to this, guys. So um, this is going to bring me to the end of this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's not to say we are done for the day. We're going to have more news coming up for you later on tonight. We're going to be taking phone calls. And we'll leave the number in the description so you can call us up on this broadcast. We're going to start that broadcast at 9.30. And lo and behold, we'll start taking calls and stuff like that, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to hear from the American people what they think. CNN directly saying we need to get rid of free speech. We want to hear from the American people, especially from the police. I want to hear from police of what they think about the DHS openly admitting that Islamic State groups are paying terrorists to bomb like 9-11 type bomb 9-11 style um, and do it again in America and not only that I want to hear from the police and what they think about gangs in Latin America being trained by Al-Qaeda and they're being told and brought across the border by the Biden administration I want to hear what they think about the police unions being infiltrated right now by Democratic Nazis. I don't know how else to say that. You can call them fascists, you can call them socialists, you can call them communists. I don't care what you call them. Those are Nazis. The ideology is Nazi. The ideology is Nazi. And we better wake the hell up because we don't have... I have a lot of hope for us. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. When I woke up, I have a lot, a lot of hope for us, man. I really, really feel it. I really, really feel that fight going on, man. And I feel like it's really, really starting to come to a head. Let it come to a head in an ideology way. Because if this goes to fists, if this goes to physical, I'm telling you right now, we are not the winners. They are not the winners. No one's a winner. You better go to God. And you better go to God right now, man. And learn the truth. Because... The Bible has been talking about what is what is happening right now. The Bible has been talking about this for a very long time. This is biblical. This is this is uh, this is brothers fighting against brothers. This is an older brother being so pissed off that he cannot speak to his father. This is a family matter, ladies and gentlemen, and we're all one big family. You want, I, 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 I hate the expression, you know, you want to use the expression, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to use that expression, this is one big ass family, but we are forgetting about our other brothers, and these brothers are interdimensional. These brothers have used lies to incorporate evil within our souls. We must rectify that evil out of us and really 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 start seeing the glory the benevolence the honor the integrity 
and the truth and what we're supposed to do here. You know, so before I end this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of you may not know me, and that's okay. Because if you haven't realized, you know, you don't need to know someone to know when they're telling to know when they're actually telling the truth because you can actually hear it in their voice. You can see it in their eyes. You can feel that passion. And if you don't want to believe anything that I've said to you, any any of this, you know, any of the information I've given you, then you need to believe in yourself. I don't want you to believe in yourself just because of some some political or some Instagram influencer told you to. No, I want you to believe in yourself and I want you to be that Instagram influencer, not watch the Instagram influencer. You have to realize that we are all in a beautiful and benevolent movie. We're acting in that movie. What's your verse going to be? I pray to God for every single one of you. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Leonardo. It is always a blessing to where I can do these podcasts, to where I can speak to new listeners, old listeners, Because you never know, even if it's just that one thing you said that changed that one person's perspective that was going off the edge, it all makes it worth it. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for listening to me rant. Listen to my ups and downs. And let us all grow into the perfection of kindness, the perfection of love, and the perfection of ourselves. Because we all have it in us. I'll see you out there.